Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Summer Movie Club. I almost said the name of the movie instead of the name of the podcast. Uh, I am your host, as always, who doesn't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill in the name of peace. Uh, I'm Adam, uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, who would eat every dick on a beach until it was clean. For liberty, if he had to, he'd say no problemo. I'm joined by Zach, as always. Hey, everybody. Adam, if I could just, uh, if I could have a second, I wanted to, to touch on something uh, very important to me real quick before we got into the podcast. Um, this week, uh, my drinking will be sponsored by uh, Truly Hard Seltzer. Uh, nice. If you're looking for a, a beverage that's truly refreshing, truly delicious, and truly only 100 calories per can, then you need truly hard seltzer. Truly. No one is only one flavor. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate you so much. I'm so happy Dude, I, I gave you the line about eating dicks on a beach. I looked up their their, their their slogan. I was like, I don't know what truly slogan is. I want to put it in there. So no. I looked it up. Um, if, uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie we're covering this week, or in, so it's, it's a possibility because it just came out like last week um zach and i uh i don't know if you could say by popular demand but by um by jai courtney demand mm-hmm. um we are covering the suicide squad um released was it august 4th of this uh like literally it was released last week yep um uh yeah go to the IMDb page because I forgot that's a thing that we cover. We do, if, we do the synopsis. If I can give a, a quick shout out to the um, Screen Rant uh, pitch meeting series. They did mm. a uh, they did I an episode. I said to Zach I would be ready to go at uh, 7.30 and it's now quarter after 8 because one of the, I was watching a bunch of videos on, on the Suicide Squad and one of them I was watching was the Screen Rant uh, uh, pitch meeting. I wanted to shout out specifically one joke where he talks about adding the word the to the title. And you, the executive. Uh, uh, you, you, told, you told her kid to fucking stop it. Yeah, I know, right? We're going to talk about that. It's, like it's like she sees the red light on the microphone. Uh, but the joke being, he's like, we added the to the title. And the, the executive character goes, ah, yes, yeah, Suicide Squad, the. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, I, I, when I, was, I was actually, when I was watching the screen right thing, I was thinking, because, like, I feel like some we intro the podcast, sometimes we refer to it as just Summer Movie Club, and then sometimes we refer to it as The Summer Movie Club. Um, well, it's, like a, it's like Ohio State University football players. I would go, I went to the Ohio State University. It's yeah. Like put a little extra panache on it. Yeah. Um... But uh, the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, uh, super villains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off in a remote, enemy-infused island of Porto Um Movie was... Um, uh, you know, one of the things I meant to watch as the supplemental was the... Um, uh, was the trailer for the movie again because I was going to say it's written and directed from the by the the beautifully whatever they fucking described him in as the in, in the trailer is the beautifully deranged mind or whatever the fuck they called him uh, James Gunn. Mm. Um, 
Um, and I said, I, I said to a friend of the podcast, Alex, I was like, I fucking hate that they that they wrote that in the in the trailer as like the beautifully deranged mind of of James Gunn. It was like he he made a movie with a bunch of '80s references and Chris Pratt. Like that doesn't make your mind beautifully deranged. How deranged. And then Alex always responds with the same thing. He's like, well, you made Slither. I'm like, you made a fucking body horror movie. So he also, he also uh, partially made movie 43. Yeah, that's true. Um, which was garbage. Um, <laughs> it was it, it was fine. It was I didn't go into it going, oh, yeah, fucking let's oh. go with this cinematic masterpiece. Let's you go in going, let's see some stupid fucking shit. And then you see some stupid fucking shit and yeah. move on with your day. Um, so, uh, so wrote, he wrote and directed the Suicide Squad. Um, is this the, does he have a writing credit for this? Yeah, he has a screenplay credit for the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead, which I was unaware of going into this, um, until I just looked it up. Um, other things I didn't know he had a part in writing was, uh, The Scooby-Doo movie. The second Scooby-Doo movie. And the first one. He's on the first one. Uh, oh, and the first one. I didn't even see the first one. Yeah. The first and second Scooby-Doo <laughs> movies. Um, wrote, Slither, um, wrote some shit I've never heard of. Wrote the movie Super with um, what's the guy who plays Dwight? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson and uh, Elliot Page. Um, uh, as Zach mentioned, wrote, uh, wrote the segment Beazle for um, movie 43. Wrote Guardians of the Galaxy one and two is writing the third one as well. Wrote the holiday special. Um, wrote the Suicide Squad. Wrote um, eight episodes of the upcoming HBO series Peacemaker, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, writes is writing the screenplay for Wiley e. Coyote, which I can only assume is like a Tom and Jerry esque Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner movie. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, and is also apparently writing. He announced uh, they are announced is writing uh, some of the TV series of, of I guess a reboot or a remake of Starsky and Hutch. Um, real quick, if I scroll down ever so slightly, I will rattle off a quick few things that he directed. Um, most notably of his, I think people will credit. He's he's directed a couple things. There were shorts and uh, TV stuff. People will credit uh, Slither as his big uh, breakout. Um, directed Super, directed the Beagle segment of Movie 43, directed the two Guardians of the Galaxies, will be directing the third one, and the Holiday Special, directed the Suicide Squad, and will be directing five episodes of the upcoming Peacemaker series. Um, Excuse me, I was done, here. You done uh, sucking James Gunn's dick, or can we move on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the beautifully deranged dick of of James Gunn. <laughs> um, uh, cast includes Michael Rooker, uh, Viola Davis, uh, Joel Kinnaman, Nathan Fillion, our boy Jack Courtney, Flula Borg, uh, Mei Ling. I'm, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I always go, I think it's like Win. I say it's literally just NG. I've always, um, I've, I've, I've seen it a lot, that combination NG, and I have no idea how to pronounce it, so I apologize. I believe it is Win as well. Um, we have Pete Davidson, we have the beautifully deranged brother of James Gunn, Sean Gunn, um, Margot Robbie, uh, we have, uh, they don't have them listed as the way I would have listed them on IMDb. We have Idris Elba. Well, Jack it appears Gunn. that they're in appearance order. Yeah. 
Um, Idris Elba, John Cena, Daniela Meltier, I believe. Um, and we have uh, David Dots. How do you pronounce that guy's name? Dostmalchian? 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 Sure. Um, and uh, rounding out, we have uh, the voice of Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. Um, and uh, oh, I also wanted to point out um, Steve Aggie. Um, AG. AG. He plays one of the. He plays the bigger bearded guy. Um, um, Amanda Waller. Is that her name? Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He he's one of the the he's like the bigger bearded guy and uh, worker with her. Um. But he was the on set um King Shark. Uh. So he he walked around with a big ass bodysuit so people could um. Uh, so they could, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, block and, um, you know, converse with the character. If you've ever seen the, the footage of, um, uh, what's his name? Josh Brolin wearing, like, the big-ass thing as Thanos on, and uh, Mark Ruffalo uh, wearing, like, the Hulk pads on um, the set of the Avengers movies. It was the same thing, essentially. Um, Adam, I just wanted to mention real quick, I'm opening my second truly hard seltzer. Uh, the, the lemon uh, flavor, truly lemon, truly delicious. No one is just one flavor. Continue. Jesus Christ. Um, right off the I, bat, my first I promise note. you I won't do that all, all night. Yeah, you will. Um, my first note right off the bat is, oh, Michael Rooker, he's a big guy. So I'm sure he's going to be a main character. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, I wanted to say, mention a couple more people in the cast. Uh, 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 Peter Capaldi as Thinker. Peter Capaldi as oh, I for Doctor Who. Um, and then you have uh, Juan Diego Bado as the President uh, General Sylvia Luna. Uh, Julio Cesar Ruiz as Milton. And then in I didn't I don't know if I was supposed to have noticed it earlier in, in the movie. I didn't notice it till the end. Takawatiti in a cameo as the original rat catcher. That's true. Um, did you also mention Joaquin Casio as Mayor General Mateo Suarez? No, who cares? He plays a role. He burns those yeah, birds. Uh, me, and you, me and you talked. They probably could have just had him be the guy from the beginning. Yeah. Either him or the other guy. We didn't need both of those guys. Because uh, before we, we get into the, the, the movie proper, uh, Let's talk about our overall impressions because we notoriously, yeah, we notoriously the, did not took like the piss out of the, the first one. Yeah, because he spent all, our whole time talking about Jai Courtney instead of the movie. Uh, yeah. this one is I will I'll say much better. Yeah, I agree. It leaps and bounds better than the first one. Um, by no means is it um the best. Um. I, I talking to Alex about it. He says, in his opinion, um, probably the best of the DC extended universe. Um, but again, that's like saying, you know, that was the least painful of all my painful shits I took. Yeah, like that was that was the out of all the times I've ever had to get stabbed in the neck with a sharp object. This was yeah, the most was... pleasurable. Um, um, yeah, I thought I, I thought it was. Maybe 20 minutes, half hour too long, which is why I'm saying we could have cut out all of the stuff. I mean, I know they want to give Harley's the moneymaker, really, so they want to give her more to do. Yeah. Um, 
but I, the, the whole Harley with the, the president where she starting a relationship and then ends up, spoiler, killing him. I, it wasn't really necessary. I will say um, one thing, one good thing for me did come from that scene, which I'll talk to you when we get there. Because at the end of the day, the point of the, what you need is to have her there and capture um, what she already is. Yeah. Um, so it's not like she's captured after she kills him. She's already captured. I thought you were going to say, but it's like uh, at the end of the day, the whole point is to make sure Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn gets as much screen time as possible. But even, but if you think about it, there really isn't any reason for her to be captured. There's no reason for them to come and get her. If she, like she, if she could have stayed with uh, Flag, maybe. If she could have gone off into the woods and bumped into these guys and, and hooked up with them there. Yeah, yeah. It, they, um, you, like Zach said, you really didn't. In my opinion, you didn't really need that whole twenty-minute sequence. Um, I mean, we did get um, the uh, we did get the scene of her like running through the hallway with all the flowers exploding behind her and shit. There's the some cool, there's some cool kills in that whole yeah, uh, I kind of body sequence, some, but but it, but in re, in all honesty, they could have just put that somewhere else in the movie. Yeah, like for instance, she could have when they're when they're storming the. Um, the what turns out to be no, and the story turns out to be the uh, rebel camp. Oh yeah, yeah. She, they could have they could have just as easily. Although I did enjoy that moment no, between, you could... um, between uh, Idris Elba and John Cena of them like trying to one up each other. Okay. Um, but you could have just as easily have thrown Harley into that in her own world of killing people. Yeah, they're they're doing like these. Uh, these competition kills, and then she's off doing her own, yeah, like thing. Um. Anyway, uh, my first note is because the movie does fall into some of the same traps the first movie did. They can't help themselves, and I wonder how much, like, kind of tongue in cheek it was. Because one of the, the the stupid things about the first one was how, uh, it, how exposition heavy it was, and how like. Like yeah. the introduction, this and they, is they do. She's yeah. got my back. Well, well, that's my my first note is about uh, 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 what's his name, uh, uh, Michael Rooker sitting with the ball. <laughs> and my note says, "Goes this is bouncy ball. Try not to piss him off, but he keeps the souls of all those he killed inside his bouncy ball." <laughs> um, yeah, but they they do some they do some of the like the same things. But I'm wondering how much tongue in cheek it is because they only do it once. When they do that, like um, the character introduction with all the, well, they kind of have to because nobody well, has heard of ninety percent of the characters. Right, but the, but that like I'm fine with the prison introductions of characters. Mm-hmm. What I but what what I'm referencing is when they're all walking to the plane for the mission, like uh, like oh, the yeah. the doom, like they do that like that's like attempted yeah that attempted stylistic like. Yeah. This is Boomerang, and this is Savant, and, and, and uh, what, what's Pete Davidson's character's name? Blackguard. Blackguard. Like they, but I wonder how tongue, how much of a nod in reference to the first movie that was, and how much of it was like an actual introduction of characters. Because it seems because they don't do that again. Something like that. Yeah. 
Um, and like we said, half the characters in this movie, no one knows who the fuck they are. No, um, I, I had to look up pretty much all of the characters. Yeah, I, I actually, I was trying to do some research to try to figure out. I looked up, who did I look up? Oh, I looked up Bloodsport to see who Bloodsport was the main into who he was a, primarily an antagonist. Well, they mention it in in the movie. It's yeah. he's a Superman villain. Yeah. So I tried to look up everybody else's because in Bloodsport's Wikipedia, like there's literally at the end of a paragraph, it just says is a primary antagonist to Superman. So I was like, oh, maybe all the other bad guys in this movie will have that same line in their Wikipedia. Not the case, so I gave up. Um, I found a couple. Somebody was a was a Green Arrow or Green Lantern. I can't remember. Uh, Javelin, I believe, yeah. is a Green Lantern. Um, most of them are. Lantern. Most of them are, and understandably so, because of how rich of a rose gallery he has. Most of them are Batman. Yeah, Polka um, Dot Man is a is a Batman villain. Weasel is a Batman villain. Who? Weasel. Oh yeah. They actually they make fun of um, if you've ever seen the Lego Batman movie. Um, they make fun of like this like this degree of like ridiculous uh, villain. Um, like uh, the Joker enlists like a bunch of random villains, one of which being Polka Dot Man. Mm. Um, and he starts like going off like on all these crazy names, and then like the Joker character in the movie says like they're all real. Google it. Like he's. Like, um, we even see a cameo, an unnamed cameo from a Batman villain in the prison, played by Sean Gunn. Oh yeah, we uh, we get the um, we get the Calendar Man. Yeah. Which, um, if you're a fan of the um, the Arkham game series, he plays like he doesn't play like a main. He doesn't, he doesn't play, play any role, really. He just plays, like, an Easter egg role, really. Yeah, it's, like, an Easter egg role. I believe he has, there's, like, a side mission involved with him as well. Um, apparently, the guy who's standing behind uh, Calendar Man in the prison is a guy named Double Down, who uh, also is a... I forget who he's a villain of. And then there's another um, little cameo in the um, prison, which I'll talk about when we get to it in my notes as well, because I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, but yeah, um, this, this movie, this movie sets you up thinking, um, this movie sets you up thinking that, like, Michael Rooker is going to be, uh, a primary player in this movie. Well, um, really, the, when you saw the, I remember the, it wasn't a true trailer, it was more of, like, a character trailer. Mm-hmm. Where they showed all of the the Suicide Squad members that would be in the movie, yeah, like you basically knew some of these people have to die pretty fairly. These pretty a lot of these people got to slip knot it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I was not I expecting seeing like stand. I remember seeing it being like um, more than half of these people will be dead very shortly. Yeah, I, can't, um, I, I was not expecting the extent. I was quickness. not expecting not expecting. Um, uh, not expecting uh, Michael Rooker. Like I said, he's you know between uh, of everybody, between, of everybody. Who were you the least surprised died early? Uh, Pete Davidson. Same. Yeah, like you just knew that wasn't like going to be a long run. He wasn't going to be in it too long. Yeah, um, but I mean, like between Walking Dead, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now Su- the Suicide Squad. 
Um, Michael Rooker is forever cementing himself a position, uh, a place at few of Comic Cons that come for years. Um, so he's a big name in the in the in the genre. Um, so I definitely didn't expect him to go as soon as he did. Um, uh, let me tell you the 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 person who I the last person who I thought was going to go was uh, I think we need to hold a moment of silence because oh my god fairly, almost fairly, turned it off fairly quick in this movie Jai Courtney bites the bullet but here's the thing he does as much in this movie as he did yeah in, in the first yeah. Movie. he does as much in like five minutes of this movie as he did in the entirety of this of the original Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, he, he, it was almost, it was almost as if they heard the first podcast. Yeah, they were like, oh, let's fuck with Zach and Adam and kill Jack Courtney yeah. as soon as possible. Um, uh, my says, oh, Harley, you are hilarious. Um, I enjoyed I went back, because I want, me and Adam both watched this, uh, the day, so we, we watched this movie before we had even recorded the, um, yeah, in fact, Jaws was uh, on the Jaws podcast. This was included in both of our "What Are You Watching?" Um, I'm, but I, I believe because Adam did take notes the first time. I did, um, but I went back and watched, rewatched. I mean, I wouldn't say I sat and like was as studious the first as I was the first time, but it was on. I watched it. I, you know, Jeez. paid as much attention as you know you pay attention to a movie or you just yeah. saw a week ago. But I'm glad I did because it was like a good refresher as to. Um, I I I enjoy I enjoy Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, from what it sounds like, Margot Robbie enjoys Margot enjoys Margot Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> huh? You know, I, I'm saying what you I knew what exactly what you were gonna say that she enjoys Margot Robbie as Harley. Oh Quinn. yeah, uh, she's um, she said in interviews she'll play she'll play Harley Quinn as long as she possibly can. Um. At a certain point, and I think well, honestly, what it is is Suicide Squad, and then Birds of Prey. I don't know if you saw Birds of Prey. Don't. I have not watched it. Um, it's bad. Don't watch it. Um, but I think from seeing those two movies, um, at least in my opinion, I could deal with. I could. I could do with a lot less. Like she definitely. She's the money maker. Like we said when we covered the first Suicide Squad. Half the half the budget must have just gone to Will Smith and Margot Robbie, and then the rest of it went to the soundtrack, and then everybody else got like twenty dollars in a sandwich. Um, but um, it, 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 at, at certain points, like it just gets it gets old. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a shtick that was endearing the first time, and is kind of just not worn out, but it's worn in. Yeah. At this point, where like you're kind of like, yeah, this is that's the character. It's not as it's not as charming as it was the first time around. Yeah, um, and, but, but still enjoyable. Also, she is. I will say though, it's it's like it's stepped up a degree because it's like, like we said, the movie is leaps and bounds better than the first one. Um, she's also better than the first Harley, the first um, Harley Quinn. It's is it's is leaps and bounds above. We're bad guys. What do you expect? Like. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just better. Um, I I I have a couple notes um, regarding the conversations going on 
um, on the plane on the way to the mission. Where I'll tell you one thing, I love Weasel. Weasel's my boy. Weasel, I, I, I really, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to text Alex when we're done recording and get him to send me a voice memo of him doing his weasel yell because it's 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 pretty fucking hilarious to me and it's pretty spot on um yeah I it like, was a uh, pretty it was a pretty hard one to punch losing or seemingly losing weasel and jai courtney within yeah. like a five minute time span yeah i was like what am i even watching this for the fucking shark yeah for god damn it um I like um, I like when uh, Javelin is asking TDK um, what his name's what is what what TDK stands for. He's like, it's my name. He's like, your name is letters. And then uh, Jai Courtney just chimes. He's like, all names are letters, JK. <laughs> um, uh, I enjoyed Pete Davidson freaking out, thinking Weasel was a werewolf. Uh, I was like, he's like, is this a dog? And he's like, what <laughs> kind of dog that looks what kind of dogs that look like to you? And then Nathan Fillion just chimes in. He's like, "I'm gonna say Afghan Hound." Well, I like I like Pete Davidson. Go, I don't know all the dogs breeds. I was like, "It's true." Yeah, I'm not. I don't know all the breeds. <laughs> um, as we're talking, I'm gonna Google Afghan Hound to see what they look like. Um, look at dogs. Um, oh, dude, that thing looks nothing like Weasel. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna, dude. Google. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you a picture. Of, I'm gonna send you a picture. Of this I got it up already. Like, no, uh, this is this is like a Lisa Kudrow dog. Yeah, this, <laughs> exactly. The dog is the, the the canine equivalent of Lisa Kudrow. Looks nothing like. Looks nothing like Weasel. Um, speaking of Weasel, I enjoy the line. He's he's not harmless. He's killed twenty seven children. But he's, he, he's, he's, yeah, I want to know. He's like, I know, he's like, I think, I, I, I think he's agreed to do this. I like, I like how they're not sure yeah. whether he's like really on board or not. Um, um, I tried to do some research on Weasel and I'm, I'm confused on his character. Um, he's a weasel. From what he's a humanoid from? weasel. Huh? He's a humanoid weasel. No, see, yes, he's a humanoid weasel in the movie. But in his comic book iterations, it seems like he's a guy in a costume. At least that's what I got from reading Wikipedia pages. So I'm curious of what um, I'm curious as like to what uh, what reasoning they they were like. Oh, let's just make him a weird fucking thing that people are gonna think is a werewolf. Um, I think what it boils down to is like like the only way Sean Gunn works. Is if James Gunn makes a movie with an animated ro- humanoid rodent? Because he also yeah. did the motion uh-huh. capture for Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy. This girl's trying to steal my, my um, I'm reading up on um, yeah, on Weasel. Yeah, yeah. Weasel. He's a, he initially started out as John Moreau, teacher at Vandermeer University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um. Oh, yeah, in, in the comics, he's a costumed villain. Yeah. Um, the back of Harley's jacket says, live fast, die clown. Which um, Yeah, she's very... Uh, I don't know if this is something we would have picked up on more if we had watched... Bird- oh, and you watched it. I did. But I don't know if this is something I would have um, 
like more in, inside of the character than I I'm, I would have picked up at Birds of Prey had I watched it. But she's very off of the Joker, off of men. Yeah. Um, um, actually, fun fact: one of the supplemental research materials I was watching. Um, there's a, a channel on YouTube called New Rockstars that um, they're big in you know comic book movies and like things of that nature. Um, so what they do a lot is like whenever a new a new trailer for something comes out or a new movie comes out, they'll do breakdowns and like. They just have people who just sit there and analyze every frame of the goddamn thing to look for, like, Easter eggs and stuff. Um, and he actually, um, when I was watching the new Rockstars video, he talked about the, um, the, the, the Live Fast Die Clown. And also, she has a tattoo on her back of her shoulder that's like a jester hat on a skull. Mm-hmm. And in previous iterations of Harley Quinn, it used to say property of Joker. But now the tattoo in the Suicide Squad reads property of no one. Oh, she's matured as a woman. Yeah. That's nice. Um, given the opportunity, if I was in like a, a, a helicopter that was flying maybe like 20 to 30 feet above a body of water. I would jump into that water from that helicopter. That seems fun as shit. Um, I'm sorry. Like, I, was I wouldn't want to do it in the situation uh, that they're doing I, it in. Like, I, I don't want like to do it in like a. I'm going to jump really... out of this aircraft to go to battle. I'm going to do it in like a. I've had a couple beers. I'm going to jump out of this aircraft. I mean, I don't like walking into beer. water. I don't like going into water. I don't need to be in water. I'm not jumping. No, I mean, I don't care for it either. But like, I, that just seems fun. Um, apparently. Get water up your nose. I um I, I googled um when so everyone jumps into the water into the water and we find out very quickly that nobody checked if Weasel could swim. Um, I googled it. I googled can Weasel swim and apparently, Google, uh, according to Google, Weasels are very comfortable in the water. Oh well, I mean, yeah. in, in the end of the day, he survives. Yeah, at the end of the day, he survives. But, before we get into well, two two quick points, since we're getting into the beach assault, um, very quickly this movie makes a point to sh- to tell you this: we're going for a hard R here. We're not like fucking around. Yeah. We're getting we're super violent. Like the first violence in this movie is Pete Davidson's face fucking exploding. Yeah. Um. Uh, they don't. They're not fucking. This is not. Your I mama's. mean, just the just the deaths the deaths right there alone. It's. You have Pete Davidson's face exploding. You have um, Jai Courtney being impaled by like wood splinters and then knocked out by a helicopter. You have Mongal on fire. By the way, I love the name. I like. I I borderline hate, but borderline love the name Mongal. Oh, do you know who Mongal is? She's like an alien or something. She's the she's an alien, but she's the daughter of a I believe Superman villain named Mongol. Well, yeah, I assumed it was a play on Mongol. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, apparently she's his daughter. You know me, I like puns. I love puns. Yeah. Um, I love puns. Like, I've been fucking around all day with, uh, considering when I was drinking, whether um, uh, uh, Seltzer Side Squad was a thing. <laughs> and I uh, initially decided it wasn't, but then I felt like I should bring it up here. Um, yeah. 
Um, but I don't. Ma, I like Mongol. Like it hits me right in that middle section of I love it, but I it, I kind of don't love it. Yeah. Um, I have a note that just says, um, real quick, they're gonna save on that CGI budget by knocking Weasel off right off the bat. Like, <laughs> it's like in Game of Thrones where they're like, oh, we can't have ghosts because you know the CGI budget. Like, yeah, fuck and, you guys. and really, I should have thought about because I, I knew Shark was in it. I had yeah. to know that one of them had to go. I just, I, I, I don't. Uh, King Shark was fine. I knew Shark was in it. <laughs> King Shark was fine. I don't know. I would have liked to see a little more Weasel. Yeah. Um, um, oh, but the, the other really thing. What was the other thing Al- I was going to get to? Me and Alex were talking about it. We're really hoping that Weasel turns up in the Peacemaker, Peacemaker show. Uh, I mean, the it's, it, the room is there. Yeah. Um. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, the beach assault. I don't know if I buy... All right, so... Let's. Uh, we, we they get to the beach and uh, Petey Davies uh, sells them out Blackguard, um, which so the entirety of the the forces on the shore are concentrated in this one spot. So Team Two has no um no problem getting in. Uh-huh. So are we to believe that? Waller knew about the the double, like the 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 the, the uh, turncoat of Blackguard. Um, possibly. Um, but then I, also I, think, I also think that she intentionally put. I mean, maybe she she very may well have known of the of the double cross, but it also seems like all the people in Team One are a bit more flamboyant than the people in Team Two. So she knew that, like, the people in Team 1 would cause a big ruckus? See, I, my problem is, I feel like she put Flag in harm's way that was not necessary. True. I don't believe that, given what happened and how on top of things she seems, that um, Flag should have been part of Team 1. I mean, unless she just accounted on the fact that, like, Flag is, like, the greatest American soldier that's ever been bred, um, that he would come through. But again, yeah, like you said, he, he was put in, he was put in harm's way that needed to be, but he didn't need that, did not need to be on team one. Uh, I have, um, I have a note that, uh, just speaking strictly tactics, mm-hmm. um, Harley has like a Harley has a rocket launcher. Her main priority should have been taking out enemy air support right off the bat. Um, it's it's it would have it would have saved Mongal in the long run. Um, would have saved Jag Courtney. Jag Courtney maybe could have recovered from those uh, splinters. We don't know. Um, do you think the detachable kid is good at slaps only in Goldeneye? I don't really know Goldeneye. I never really played it, but yes, yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Is, you, it's like kind of—is it like in um, Halo when you can only use the uh, the blade? The the no, it's even it's even worse. There's you literally just—it's all you can do is is karate chop. Yeah, but can you eventually kill the person? Yeah, 
but uh, yeah, but that's kind of like you can't you, you don't have you don't use any guns or anything like that. You literally just karate chop. Oh yeah, there's a there's a game you would play in Halo where you would just use like the sword, like the yeah. blade. Sword. So like basically, it's it's instead of like it it means it's basically just forces you into all uh, close, close quarters uh, combat. combat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, can we let's talk about how Jai Courtney is basically dead shot? Um, how oh, Jai Courtney is dead shot? Not Jai Courtney, fucking uh, oh, <laughs> Idris well, Elba. Real, real quick, before we jump off of um, jump off of that topic, um, I just have a note that says, "Well, Jai Courtney's dead. There's no point in watching this movie anymore." Good night. Yeah, folks. it's like I have a note. I'm not even sure I want to watch a Jai Courtney less. Suicide Squad movie. Um, real quick, I got. Um, I have two more notes before we can talk about the the blood sport. Um, can the detachable kid detach his dick? It seems it's like it's his arms. It's the question on everybody's mind. I know. It's. I saw it four times in the Washington Post this morning. Um, yeah. They put it into every sports section. Can he detach his dick? Um. And I also wanted to comment on the um, we get a lot of in universe um, title cards. The first of which is uh, Savant played by Michael Rooker's head exploding in the water. The blood in the water spells out Warner Brothers Pictures presents. Um, and I said uh, my note just says Warner Brothers Pictures presents written in blood is probably a very common thing in Hollywood. <laughs> Um, and then immediately after that Hollywood, uh, the Warner Brothers Pictures presents, we get the three days later in the soap on the rim of the toilet seat, which is being cleaned by Will Smith. Um, first, I do think I think that like the inner in movie title cards is is a um, uh, instance of this movie doing stylish things better than the first movie. Yeah. It, it's, it's, oh my fucking god! Yeah, Boy. kill him. Put um, him so we'll, we'll we'll hang up and you can go put him in the bathtub. Have you read anything about what happened with Will Smith in this movie? Um, the only thing that I've heard is that it's it's not that he flat out refused to do the movie. Yeah, it's a scheduling conflict. Scheduling conflict. So. So originally they were going to put, um, I think you said in last week's podcast, they were just going to originally just recast Idris Elba as Deadshot, but then they thought, let's just cast him as another black assassin. Yeah, now the now there's room. Now there's room for make another one. Come back. Um, but it's he's the same. He even has daughter issues. Yeah, he's he, he, they're essentially the exact same character. I do enjoy him and the daughter yelling at each other. He's yelling, fuck you, at a child. Oh, my dude, one of my notes literally just says, I love one of Idris Elba's fuck yous because he's like, fuck you. Like, he just has this weird accent on it. Um, uh, but yeah, at, again, at a child. Yeah, at a child. Um, uh, speaking of when they're in prison, the prison that they're in is called Bell Reeve. Which um, translates like it's Bell Reeve apparently is like a almost like a on on Google it's it referred to it as broken French but I'm just gonna assume it's like French slang. Um, it translates to sweet dreams. 
Oh. Yeah, which is kind of, you know, kind of a, it's kind of a rad name for a prison. Um, uh, I, I enjoy the whole, um, the whole thing where, like, she's introducing Bloodsport, and she's like, he's, uh, you know, he's, he, he can, anything he touches, he can turn into a weapon. He was bred to be the perfect killer from a young age by his dad. And then they're like, this is Peacemaker. Anything he touches is a deadly weapon, and he was bred to be the perfect killer from a very young age by his dad. And they get into the whole argument of, like, <coughs> excuse me, get into the whole argument over um, her saying, like, oh, you know, everybody was choosing for the, for their unique skills. And Idris Elba's like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's me. He's like, that's my thing. Like, I'm, that's my description. He's like, what are you doing? And then that begins the antagonistic relationship of between John Cena and Idris Elba, um, where we get the line: uh, "I hit the I hit them more in the center." It's like I use smaller mm-hmm. bullets. My bullets go through your bullet holes without even touching the sides. Which was, I I think, one of the better payoffs. Like I had forgotten basically because they they were so antagonistic and like competing with each other the entire time that like you know that kind of just gets caught up in the. In the, the 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 list of things that they say to each other, but to pay it off at the end. Yeah. Um, let me say, dude, I I love John Cena as a comedic actor. Oh, I think I think he's very good in this. He's very like, and we now we're talking about. It. He's not just good at the comedy because I've we've seen him do comedy before. I was saying he he's. One of the best parts of the terrible movie Trainwreck. I, what I think he works so well with him in this movie is he's playing against his persona in a very, um, like generally like like in Trainwreck, like in um, what's that movie with uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? The uh, yeah, like he he's playing against type in the opposite of his type kind of role. Yeah. This is different in the sense that it's he's standing for the same things. But willing to go to a greater Well like yeah like off the edge. Um I uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah I'm I'm super excited for the um I'm super excited for the Peacemaker series. Um, the Peacemaker series uh, might be Destination Television, like um, Loki and WandaVision were. Um, if, if they could keep the same kind of... Yeah, if they can keep the same thing going. Um, oh, I was just saying a second ago, I was talking with Alex about it. Um not only, not only does, does John Cena do a really good job in this with the comedic parts, he does a really good job of the turncoat at the end. Like, he does really good in the serious part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, little fun fact that I learned um, uh, moving on in the, in the scene. Um, King Shark in the, I believe in the comic book, King Shark is a hammerhead. Not a good mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, I read that they tried. Yeah, they tried to do the hammerhead, but it was like weird. Like, it's like um, you've seen Moana. Yeah, 
it's like uh, when Moana's with uh, Jermaine Clement Crab, and like he's got the one crazy eye, and he's like, you just got to pick one. You can't like you can't be switching back and forth. That's kind of like how it was with King Shark. Like it made it very, um, it made it very difficult as a hammerhead because their eyes are literally like two feet apart. I loved the um, the like the um, the scene where they're briefing them. Mm-hmm. Um, just every, every character has a good moment in there. Uh, the shark does the the hand thing. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Dot Man says he wants he hopes they die. Uh, 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 Catcher Two has the, uh, the the bit about the the projector. He's like, what is that? He's like, it's an overhead projector. <laughs> um, which which I mean, me and you grew up with them using them in school all the time. Like, right. I remember. Yeah. I remember listening. I remember hearing teachers say they were going to try to get something printed on a transparency. All the mm-hmm. time. Ah. Uh, um, real quick before we um, jump into that briefing scene, um, I, I I have a note that just says: Is anyone else interested in the girl in the jail who looks like that Gautier video? And apparently, this was the other cameo I was talking about in the jail. Apparently, she's a villain named Kaleidoscope, and she literally all she does in this movie is stand up and catcall at John Cena and Idris Elba. And she has. Let me go back to the to the casting real quick. She has higher. Well, again, um, I think this is in appearance order. Huh? It's not like I, I believe it's in appearance order. It's not like in billing. Does, it, does order. it say that? Let me see. But if you look, who's the first person to see? Oh, it does say in credits order. Complete awaiting. Uh, that's true. You're right. It is appearance order. Okay. Because it is annoying for our purposes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was super, I was super interested in what was going on with that chick. Is like, she like, that's not just like you sit, you get an extra and you throw them in there. That took makeup, like that took time to make that chick look the way she did. Like, what was the point of having her in that movie? And apparently, she is a, uh, uh, it's a little Easter egg to a character named Kaleidoscope. Um, I like that if the it becomes a running gag in the movie that Ratcatcher Two is always sleepy, um, but I don't get it, and I I'm I don't sure either. It's a comic thing. I think it's just I, I think I, I, I think it's literally like a millennial thing. Like she's a yeah, lazy that's what it, I think that's from what from because I watched um I watched some of the extra features uh, on HBO Max, and that's what they chalked it up to. Is like they just it was like. Oh, she's like a millennial, like she's like uh, you know, just a shitty fucking millennial kid. Um Which I don't think plays right considering her background, because she's mm-hmm. not some privileged coddled Yeah, no, lesson. she's like she's like homeless with a daddy who OD. <laughs> she lived in the streets under a rat blanket. Yeah, like that's it's, it doesn't it doesn't really fit well. Like it's basically um, it's basically speaking to just it's lumpy. I mean I get I get what they're doing. It's just she's of an age, but um, it doesn't really play with 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 uh, what what her background was. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't like yeah like if she was spoiled and rich and everything, like I feel like you wouldn't have to Google why she's so sleepy. You would get it. She's a spoiled entitled millennial. 
Yeah. But like right off the bat, you can tell that she's not. Mommy. Like she's not that. Um. You're talking about the uh, the briefing scene. My my next three notes are just I like the questioning of the overhead projector. Starfish is a slang term for butthole. Do you think there's any connection? And just hand. Um, I, have a, I have a note that says Project Starfish in the hot dog flavored water. Yeah. Um, uh, the next little in-universe title card we get is the now across the beach as Team 2 comes up on Corto mm-hmm. Maltese. Um, we have the line, um, a Zach's intro about um, eating, he'd eat every dick on the beach if it meant liberty. Um, oh, in the briefing, they talk about the strip club that the thinker think that the thinker hangs out at. Yeah. Um, it's called La Gadita Amabel. Amabel, or whatever the hell uh, it's called. You make the language sing. I know. Um, it means the kind little cat, but Amable is similar to Amenable, em, 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 as some English word that I can't pronounce. Which means, um, which can mean open and accommodating. So it roughly translates to open cat, open little cat, or vagina. Yeah, yeah. As, as you were saying, I was like, oh, it means. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's vagina. Um, I like that he, I like the line. I can't, I can't say the words I want to say because there's preschool toys present. Yeah. Getting kind of tense, aren't you? <laughs> um, I like the, the, the tidy whities is racist line. Um, I like. I love, I love him just in general. In the middle of the jungle, <laughs> in his underwear, sleeping in tiny ways. Keep talking. I gotta run to to, to make the peeps. Um, I like. Um, we kind of get the beginning of the the building of the bond between Ratcatcher Two and Bloodsport. Um, in this scene, um, well, King Shark tries to eat her because she's sleeping and he's a shark. Um, but we get the we get uh, the, her pet rat Sebastian um, trying to offer a token um, blood sport, and I just love Ratcatcher Two's like, oh, he's offering you a, a pretty leaf. He's like, I don't want the leaf. I don't want. He's like, he, he doesn't uh, doesn't like rats at all. Um, um, I really still kind of hate the name Rick Flag. Wait, wait um, I'm sorry. I I like did, I, go back one second. At the risk of uh, crossing universes, I like Sebastian. I'm a bit of a Sebastian stand. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I, um, that's, the guy I, from I like... the, that's the guy from the other. Yes, yeah, so he's from the other comic. He's from the other major comic book. But I, I, I do, I do really like Sebastian. I like his little his little outfit. Yeah. Which um, yeah, seems oh, like it's, it's which more... I to tell you. Speaking of which, one of the rats that played Sebastian was Jaws. Friend of the show. Um, Friend of the show, Jaws. Uh, I feel like that. Like it's like we've talked about. Um, we talked about it in Super Mario Brothers, where why uh, Toad had a harmonica. It's like the only reason uh, Sebastian has a a vest is so that you know it's Sebastian. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, I I I I like Rick Flag's character a lot more in this movie than I did in the other one. Um, but I which still is a bummer later on. on, huh? Which is a bummer later on. 
Yeah, super bummer later on. Um, I should I said they should have just named him Joe America. Um, Captain's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um, Walker knows the fight. Oh, um, I was so cute. I was curious of um, like Waller has to know that Rick Flag isn't with bad guys. Yeah, but she's very shitty towards the good guys. Overly, overly uh, evil in this movie. I feel like. Yeah. Like um, much. Much further extent than she was in the first movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should have we should have King Shark eating more people in this movie. Um, I don't know why. I just enjoyed it. By my um, count, he eats what, like three whole people? I think we see him eat like he eats like one full person. I think he bites the head off of somebody else. And he might he rips another person completely in half. Um, I feel like I just like him. I like the visual, like the visual of him trying to eat Ratcatcher too, was very funny to me. Like it's just like he's literally just trying to slide an entire body, like he's like unhinging his jaw, right. trying to slide her entire body down his throat. I did have a note how we. I am. I think I mentioned to you how we just should just do movies every week that have sharks in them. Yeah. How like about, next, week, next week's Deep Blue Sea. How about you put on some sharks for them now? Please shut up. Yeah, it's not we'll do, we'll do uh, Deep Blue Sea next week and then any given Sunday the week after because the name of the football team is the Miami Sharks. And then we're following that up with West Side Story. Nice. Thank you. And then Shark Tales starring Jack Black and Will Smith from the podcast. Will Smith. Uh, and then Shark... Uh, Shark Tale 2, starring Jack Black and Idris Elba. Yeah. And then all 74 of the Sharknados. Um, uh, we're not doing any of these. Uh, so everybody's... We're not doing any of these so that nobody's... Yeah, like that. Penciling them um, Blood sports weapons annoy the shit out of me. Uh, yeah, but his, his helmet is fucking cool as shit. His helmet, dude, I have a note. I literally three notes down just says Blood Sports Helmet is way fucking cooler than dead shots. Yeah. It's got that... Yeah. It, it's hard to tell because it kind of looks like at some point that the bottom of it is like skull teeth and then sometimes it looks like it might just be his kind of graying beard. But I think it's yeah. definitely skull teeth. Yeah, it's like definitely skull teeth. It's, it's definitely way fucking cooler than, blood, than uh, dead shots. Um, I like when um, when they when the, the killing competitions start the, and uh, Peacemaker like walks up, and there's just like a guy laying on a massage. Oh, and he just kind of stabs him with the axe a couple times. He just like stabs. He just walks. He nonchalantly walks and stabs him with the axe. That was fucking great. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, John Cena. I think this 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 one moment lends to how good of a comedic actor John Cena is. There's this one bit that he does where he's killing people, and while he's killing people, he kind of, like, stops and starts kicking his feet as if, like, he does not care about what's going on at all, and then just continues to start killing people again. It made me laugh hysterically. Well, I I think that plays into the character in as much as 
Um, you grow bored and very nonchalant when you're invisible. Yeah, it's true. And like, so like you like uh, he could have been picking his nose. It's like no one, yeah. no one can see him. What does it matter? It's. I, I think it's impressive. I feel like it's impressive. No one talks about how everyone just knows where to look when he's on screen when they're talking to him. Yeah. Like, how do they know? Is it the helmet? <laughs> um. Like, of course, this is because uh, can't can't see me. You can't see. Me. Uh, um, polka dot man explains how he polka dots, but does he explain why the polka dots do what they do? No, he, I was looking for more explanation into polka dot man. I feel like he, while he is played up as a big, a kind of redemption story in the, in the movie where he wants to do good. Yeah. Um, and then at the, the end is trying to do good. Before, uh, like, before he's killed, uh, they did not. I feel like give enough background on the character, especially considering he doesn't make it out of the movie. Yeah. So there's no room further down the line for more background. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a note. Um, I have two notes that are kind of about the the same thing. Um, First thing, why is Rick Flagg just hanging out with the leader of the resistance without a shirt on? And is he trying to fuck? Well, he's 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 injured. Yeah, but still, put a fucking shirt on. Like, well, you're you gotta, let, you gotta let the wound breathe. It's bandage. It's not breathing. Yeah, if you put uh, if you put think about this, Adam. If I put a, my hand over your mouth, you couldn't breathe to an extent. But then if I put a plastic bag over both my hand and your face. All right, too shy. Couldn't breathe even more. You gotta let that shit get a, a little bit of air, especially um, in this. You know what? In this temperate, not temperate, uh, a tropical climate. If he were to wear a shirt, it would create too much moisture. The bandages would cease that's to true. stick, and they would that's fall true. off, leaving You're right. the um, the wounds open to various infections. Being in this tropical wilderness. Yeah. Um, it's it's for safety's sake that he he doesn't have a shirt on, Adam. And the fact that you're trying to force this man into a shirt, it's for safety's sake that he's that guy. He's just got a, a fucking eight pack. Um, the actress who plays the resistance leader is named Alice Braga. Okay, and I feel like I fucking seen her. I've seen her in so many things, but then like reading her IMDb page, there's only like three things that I've seen her in. I've she was in, um, uh, oh, she was in the new, uh, she was in the new mutants. She was in the, um, she was in I Am Legend with friend of the podcast, Will Smith. Um, she was in Repo Men with, um, Jude Law. And she was in something else that I just saw, but now I can't think. Oh, Elysium with, uh, Matt Damon. I haven't um, seen anything she's in, and I agree with you. She looks like I've seen her many times before. I and you know who else looks like I've seen him many times before? The guy who plays the president that Harley kills. Oh, you know mean Alex you're talking about? The person there's another person in the movie who we think we've seen like tons of times, but we don't recognize anything that they've been in. 
is the blonde woman who works for um, Waller, who at the end of the movie she was taught, like she's one of the yeah. ones who goes to the hospital for the in the end credit yeah. sequence. Um, she looks what? super fucking familiar, but I don't recognize like anything she's been in. This leads me to believe, aside from that woman, because I didn't agree, I didn't, I didn't have that feeling with that woman, um, that all Hispanic people look like. There you go. That's that. It might be. It might be a thing. Um. Zach's uh, views are not the views of the Summer Movie Club podcast. <laughs> they are views of his own. And- they are the views of truly hard seltzer. Not everyone <laughs> is just one flavor. Unless you're Hispanic. Then you're all the same flavor. Um, I love how fucking friendly Sebastian is. I just like, oh. like is that rat waving at me? And Rick Wise is like, it, it appears to be yes. <laughs> Friendly, and I just want a rat. I want a pet rat as friendly as he is. You gotta knit it. Start by knitting the vest. I feel like that's step one. Yeah. You knit, you knit the vest, and then you're ready when you find a rat that seems amicable enough. Then the test is to try to put the vest on. So this is why you have to have the vest ready. Yeah. You can't be like trying to knit this vest real quick when you're trying to court this rat. Yeah. So then you put the vest on it, and if he's if he takes to it well, and like thanks you, like does one of those like tip of the cat kind of like when you don't have a hat on, you kind of just like mind tipping a cat. Yeah. If it if it does that, then you know you've got yourself like a a someone in line with Sebastian. If he makes me an omelet, then I know he's in line with Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen the movie Sky High? Uh, no, but I'm aware of it and know what it's about and all that. Okay. In my head, the thinker is Kevin McDonald, who is from Kids in the Hall, because he plays, like, essentially, like, the same character. He's not a villain in Sky High, but he plays, like, the super smart, like, person in, like, he plays the super smart superhero. And his head... He does have a vague Kevin McDonald kind of thing, too. Yeah, that too, that too. Um, but like his in, in Sky High, Kevin McDonald's head is also bald. He doesn't have the weird fucking thing sticking out of it, but his head is bald. So it's, he's very the thinker is very reminiscent of Kevin McDonald's character in Sky High. Um, the thinker says consciousnesses, which I don't think is a real word. Um, he's what would, be the plural, consciousness. what would be the plural of conscious then? It, uh, con- well, consciousness. It, it all sounds bad. Consciousness is, is <laughs> I don't like any of them. Um, no, I, consciousness is, is well. It's 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 hard to say where it sounds right, but there is a way to say it where it sounds right. Consciousnesses. Yeah, you know what no, I think I it know. is. The actor who plays the thinker is British, and everything sounds smarter when they say. It. I'm going to Google right now. Plural of consciousness. It's consciousnesses. Is 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 is. is. It's like the um, Dimitri Martin joke where he's talking about like spelling banana. He's like banana, no, not no, banana, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we in the movie? We're at a. Uh... Uh, my next note is meanwhile Harley is the next title card. Can we go oh. into the? Um, I don't I think. Was... I have under this is why was Harley blue when she went into the pit? Was she? I don't remember her being particularly blue. Uh, she was, you, mean, you mean sad? 
She definitely no, was no, sad. The color. No, no, the color. Um, she was definitely sad. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes about this section because again, it's kind of it's kind of unnecessary in my opinion. Uh, a lot of uh... no. Sorry, I, I'm telling you. I, have, I, a, I have a couple notes. I have a couple notes about this, um, this sequence. Um, the song that plays during Harley and the President's Date thing is called Whistle for the Choir by the Fratellis. And I'm a big fan of it, and I added it to my playlist. Um, uh, earlier in the movie, there's a December song that I didn't pick up on the first time. What, where was that? When I, each of is cleaning up the prison, it's a. Uh, it's a, a December song called uh, I want to say the Suckers Bet or something. Oh, uh, yeah. It was uh, song for Milo Goldberg. I love the Decembers. Um, if a dude looked the way that that president looks, and he showed me a room full of parrots, I'd fucking marry him, dude. A uh, lot of birds in this. Suckers yeah. Prayer, by the way, is uh, is the name of the song. Um, you, I was talking about this. I was talking about this with Alex. So. The, um, the bird. So the movie starts off with Savant killing a bird, and then the when Savant dies, eat. the same type of bird is eating his corpse. Yeah. And then we have all the bird stuff here, and then halfway after this, there's no real more bird imagery. Yeah, they, it, it seemed weird that like I was curious if like there was something that I didn't uh-huh. notice where. The type of birds that are burned also got like a moment of like revenge or retribution. Um, <laughs> but nothing I noticed. Yeah, um, I like the line where um, uh, the president is like when the president is proposing to Harley, and he says something like, "Some people think that like something something they they think some some way about him," and she's like, "What kind of dicks?" would think that and he's like my people the the uh corto maltesians and she's like of course the corto maltesians i forgot <laughs> um it seems super unnecessary to kill those birds um uh, yeah why do i have the note that says bring me the heads of the suicide oh because it kind of does like it basically says that I mean, not really, but the spirit of that is there, where he's like, go fight all the Americans. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you punch, punch that kid in the face until he goes to sleep. It's a, um, it's a girl, and I just gave her salami. Oh, perfect. Um, I, I have a note that says, what does Rick Flagg's bunny shirt say? And then I looked it up, and it says, in Spanish, obstacles are opportunities. A lot of translating in this movie. Yeah, um, I think one of my favorite uh, parts specifically, about... you did a lot of translating. Yeah, I did movie. a lot of translating in this movie. Um, I like the the part where they're talking about like disguising them, like putting on disguises and like going into the city. And uh, King Shark is talking about how he's just going to wear a fake mustache. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it the first time around, but when I went back the second time and took my notes. I noticed that at one point he's literally just holding his finger up in front of his nose. Yeah, they talk about it. They're like it looks nothing. It looks nothing like a mustache. Yeah, it's like, it was the worst fake mustache I ever saw. I, I, thought, didn't, I, got, I didn't notice it when I watched it the first time, but I, I just got it I, with my nose. You just got got me excited 
for a second because I have a note about it. I was like, I better see the shark in a mustache at some point. And we never do. So no. when you said I never noticed, I thought maybe there was a scene later on where just subtly in the background he's wearing a mustache. Um, I have uh, a note. I have a note that says, I'm going to start putting into a cup. That's it. Don't know what that means. Okay. It's probably an autocorrection by Siri, and I just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Are you taking notes by Siri? Like, you can't even type your notes while you're watching the movie. No, no, just... no, no. I, I type my notes on I type my notes on my phone in the notes app. Um, and sometimes... Oh, I, so it's not... Because I'll get some weird text for you sometimes so it's because you're talk to texting. And... Yeah, if you, if you ever get a weird text from me, it's because generally I'm texting through... I'll be driving and I'm texting through my car. Um... But um, but no, I think it was just like me typing fast and it auto-corrected. Anything that happens on my phone, I just blame it on Siri. Um, um, I have a note that says Ratcatcher One is the Taika Waititi. Yeah, I didn't notice until the the the, the bit at the end. Um, oh, uh, I wanted to pause real quick um, because there's two um, Marvel alum, uh, two more Marvel alum aside from Michael Rooker. We have Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok, but also played Korg. And then when they're in the strip club, the Asian dancer, like the Asian girl who's dancing, plays Mantis from the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. No. Yeah. No. Yep. That's a thing. Um, I I feel bad. Oh, I have another... Uh, Idris Elba can unironically pull off a beret, dude. He looks fucking good. It's because he's and, English. Yeah. He fucking rocks the shit out of that. Um, I'm going to... Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I closed I, I closed out of the app to find the, the artist who sings the next song that I took note of. Um, the song that plays while they're dancing in the strip club is called Can't Sleep by K. Flay. K. F. L. A. Y. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Put that on my playlist. Um, Which song is this? I'm sorry. The song that plays in the strip club, like while they're dancing. It's oh, the one that's I, like, I, I, can't I do have a note before they're dancing away. that uh, basically is doing a Debbie Downer bit. When they're like, when, when uh, Peacemaker's like, alcohol never, like, uh, drink never killed anybody. And Booker Dot Man, it's like, Except for all those people that died from drunk drivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Polka Dot Man, played by Rachel Dratch. <laughs> um, it's weird that uh, that weird character, that weird actress from Saturday Night Live's name is in, burned in my fucking brain. Um, Rachel Dratch? She's yeah. like a ton of shit, even today. She's like in, like she'll pop up and everything. She's in nothing. She died, Zach. Oh, um, God damn. Did she... I, no, I feel bad that poor um, that King Shark misses out on the strip club. Like at, at at a certain point, like King Shark is essentially just like the puppy of this movie. Like if he if something happens to that puppy, we all riot. Uh, he probably just would have tried to eat a stripper. And I just looked stripper, up. Yeah. I probably I just looked up your your insane uh your insane fact that the the girl that plays the Asian stripper is Mantis and. God damn, it's not true. Yeah, it's fucking true. She's, un- she's uncredited because she wants to stay off the radar. Yeah. Um, I know in this world, like in this universe, 
superheroes exist, but if I'm if I live in this world, every time I see the thinker, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, this town is very accepting of a guy. But to be fair, uh, we're to believe it's been thirty years. Yeah, it's true. He's been, he has been hanging out at this strip club for thirty years. Yeah. Um, uh, when they little... escape out... Go ahead. When they escape out of the back of the strip club, and she sends a rat at the guard out back. Rat catcher two does. Oh, that rat goes straight down the dude's throat. That's all I was right. Does it go down his throat, or is it eating his tongue? No, it goes straight down his straight down his fucking throat. Okay. Um, when. Uh, Idris Elba, John Cena, and uh, Joel Kinnaman are in the um, like the the military vehicle, and then like they're driving, and it, it, it flips and like rolls down the hill. I noticed John Cena is doing like a move, like he has his arms and his legs spread out, so he's like tensioned in the in space. So he's just basically doing like a cartwheel and not flopping all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, we have the next in universe, um, in universe title card, Operation um, Jotunheim, which then gets replaced with Operation Harley. Um, I found, I found the uh, the guy being like, Oh, like your friend Harley Quinn bit where they find out that Harley's still like alive. And oh, yeah, I found that a bit forced, yeah, a little bit. Um, I like when Harley's going through, um, when Harley's going through like the the killing all the dudes. After she gets out of the main room, but before she gets into the room with the, all the flowers exploding, there's just a bunch of soldiers that are only carrying knives. Well, I want uh, before we get too far, like her escaping, her like torture situation. Uh huh. Did you? This is a rare instance of you feeling like you must have felt represented on screen. Because I love the song by uh, Lou Vega. No, you... uh, Nobody knows this about Adam, but Adam possesses incredible thigh strength. I I have... I can crush a watermelon. So, to see someone um, demonstrating incredible thigh strength um, on screen must have been liberating for you. It must yeah. have been like you must have been like, like oh god, like, like, finally. Like, there's like, a voice for all, the voiceless. We all go to the movies to dream, and now now this is the dream that I can you know yeah. I, I I feel like this is this is the dream that speaks to me. Exactly. And so I'm I'm happy for you, man. Thank you, man. Um I I I, I truly Hard seltzer. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I um, I I think I mentioned in the the podcast for the original Suicide Squad how like the Halloween after the Suicide Squad came out, like every slutty white girl's costume was Harley Quinn. Um, I think like every cosplayer, every female cosplayer in the world. Next outfit is going to be Harley in a red dress and combat boots. Uh, I'm sorry, it's going to be what? Harley in the red dress and combat boots. Oh, no, I think everybody's going to be shark. 
Yeah, reminds me of King Shark. <laughs> um, I like when they're when they're executing the plan to save Harley, and he refers to Rat Catcher Two as Ratatouille, and then Nanawe comes. Uh, King Shark comes on the the uh, the the walkie-talkie, and he's just like staring at a bird, and he, re- he just quickly cuts in with Nanawe, stay off the comms. <laughs> I feel so bad for King Shark, like he. He just wants to participate. He wants to be part of the team. Yo, what the fuck is that kid doing? I literally have no idea what he... I think he wants... Uh, he has, a, a thing of paint, which is absolutely not getting open. And I think he's he keeps pointing to, like, scissors so that I can open it. But it's absolutely not getting open because he doesn't need paint. He's, he's a small child. I feel like what we should do is we should give your kids NyQuil on nights that we record. Uh, we really do need to. Uh, keep talking. I got to change a, a diaper real quick. Go. Ready? Go. Um, we have another. We have the next instance of um, uh, title card in universe. Um, we have uh, Jodenheim in rubble of just various shitty buildings in this city. Um it's it, it it made me laugh that like the combination of rain and just the brightest sun possible just made it physically impossible for the guards standing watch to see the approaching giant fucking shark that was walking up on them. Um, uh, so we were at Jodenheim. Wait, real quick, is, your, is the Jodenheim one the one that? Like it says Yodenheim and then it like zooms in and it's just various like pieces sticking out of the top of the building. It's like one of those like optical illusion things. Yeah. That I thought that was really sick. Yeah, that was that was that was probably I, the best really one out of all of them. Um we have uh we have them planning all the explosives to blow up Jodenheim and we get um we get King Shark making the 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 peacemaker figure out of uh, the, the explosives. Um, we have, I think it's another title card is Dirty Little Secrets. Um, I have, I have a note that's weird because for some reason in the word document that I'm using, the top half of all the letters are cut off, but it says peacemaker has a side mission. Um, uh, oh, uh, Going back a little bit, you were talking about right after the, the Johanheim title card. Um, I think we get the the worst example of Harley being Harley. Which, oh, with when the, 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 the it rain is like angels splooging all over us? No, the, when they're um, giving... Oh, uh, oh the, um, when they're questioning the thinker and she's like, if we find out you have personalized license plates, you're going yeah, to Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, I do, however, I like the, uh, if you cough without covering your mouth, and he's like, Harley, it's not important. But don't take that as an open invitation to cough. Yeah. Yo, kill the kid. You don't need them. I'll give you one of mine. Well, why? That's just gonna... That's just gonna make it. I'm gonna be in the same situation. No, my kid. Both of my. Well, dude, all my kids are asleep right now. <sighs> they won't even right, know. Okay. They won't even know that you're recording. 
you'll wake right, up and you'll sure. be like, hey, guess what? I was recording last night. And you'll be like, oh, I had no idea. I was sleeping. Not, not screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> he wants these fucking paints. And, like, it's like, at this point, like, I'm not opening these paints because that's not, that never is going to end well. No, never. There's, there's literally, I cannot think of a scenario where I open these paints to satisfy him. Um, where I'm glad at the end of the night that I opened the paints. Um, what if you are trying to recreate a Jackson Pollock painting and you're like, Ben, this is the only way we're going to be able to do it. But here's the problem. Uh, if I were to open the paints, the Jackson Pollock painting would be over the entirety of my interior of my house. Yeah, but what if that's what you were going for? That's, that's not what I'm scenario going for. That... <laughs> that's not what I'm going for. So. Yeah. You're going for like shabby chic, like what do they what do they call it? They call it like like farmhouse chic. That's what you're going for, right? Kind of a little bit. That's what everybody's fucking going for. It's very for in right now. It's, it's great colored really... wood and things that look like they were in a barn. That's what's in right we're now. We're about to redo the living room. Like we're re wallpapering, painting. Um, all, all, literally all new furniture. Every piece of furniture in my living room is getting thrown out. So uh, I guess we're doing our accent wall. You know how you do an accent wall now? That's a thing? Yeah. Uh, The wall behind our television is going to be a a, uh, white, like whitish, tannish, like a white tan and navy blue striped Wallpaper, stick okay. on wallpaper, and then the the other walls will be painted. Gotcha. Uh, but we got all new for. I'm gonna be hanging my TV, which I'm very nervous about. Oh, I fucking I do not trust wall mounting TVs. Um, I, I'm not I'm not all crazy about it, but for I know reason, I know how to do it. I know how to do it like very securely, but I don't. I still don't trust it. Um. When I bought, excuse me, when I bought my house, um, I think there's like this weird law in Ben Salem where it's like if something is like mounted on the wall, it has to stay when you move. Um, because they, when we when we bought the house, the previous owners were like, "Oh, we have this giant TV in the basement. Do you guys want that?" And we were like, "Sure." And then we made settlement, and they gave us the keys, and we went to the house. And not only was there the giant TV in the basement, but there was also a TV mounted to the wall in the master bedroom that they never said anything about. Um, And when you looked at it from like a when you looked at it from the uh, sideways perspective, the TV was slanting downwards towards the floor because they didn't mount it properly. Um, and it was a small TV. It was I'm the not, TV was maybe twenty four inches. Like you have a bigger, you have a decent sized TV. I'm not good at putting things on the wall to begin with. I'm good at it. So I've got to mount this TV because Becky decided when because uh, we have a a new like I guess it's supposed to be a TV stand. Now it's just a piece of furniture because the TV's not going on it. That has one of those like electric fireplaces in it. Oh yeah, we sell those at the store. So like she's like, I don't want a TV on top of it. I was like, well then literally what the fuck is this piece of furniture? Yeah. Um, it's a it's a fireplace mantle now. 
Um, wasn't Robin's TV mounted to the t- mounted to the wall? Yeah, and the one in our bedroom at, at that house was as well, to the point where I tried to get it off the wall before we left. And it just I, I couldn't figure out how it was even attached to the wall. Dude, this the one TV, at least is the TV in Robin's living room is fucking huge. Yeah. That thing terrified the shit out of me. This one I, don't I think is like this one the, the the bracket we got goes from like thirty inches to seventy-nine inches. Yeah, it's they, they we sell we sell bracket like universal brackets at the store and like the the range for them is like fucking ridiculous. Like, hey, do you have a TV the size of an iPhone or the Megatron at WrestleMania? Cool, you can mount it with this. Why are there transformers at WrestleMania? I said, stop it. Stop it, Zach. Um, I was like, did I say Transformer shit? Have I been drinking that much? You said um, Megatron. That's a yeah. Transformer, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, the, movie take, the movie takes a real sharp left turn into hentai porn um, with all the crazy tentacle shit going on. Um, I dig it. Um, it's, I, it's, like, it's like James Gunn's like, Let's kill Jai Courtney early because they, they'll hate it. But then let's look up Zach's search history because he'll love yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I like the um, there's some there there's there's like for the record. Two... I I don't understand hentai. Yeah, just, yeah, it does not make sense to me at all. If it if that's your thing, God bless you. Yeah, by all go means, you know, you go with God, but not for me. No. Um, there are two interesting shots in this movie. The first one is like the first shot that we get of the of Savant reflected in the water. And the second one also is a reflection is the fight scene between Brick Flag and Peacemaker in the reflection of Peacemaker's helmet. I, um, wasn't, I wasn't a fan of the Savant shot like it, it felt like going into this movie coming off of the last movie it felt like it felt like you're trying too hard it felt like a bad start yeah um it's it, it felt the same way for me but after after i realized that this one was better than the first one i was like all right i'll take it um i think eight minutes earlier is the is the like the shortest amount of time I've ever seen uh, displayed on the screen like that? Like I've never seen. It's always like three years later or like something, but like eight minutes is the I think the shortest time frame I've ever seen. Um, I I wasn't a total fan of the um, jumping around in the the timeline at this point in the movie. Yeah, it, I mean, it worked. It worked at the beginning, kind of. Um, at this point, like you, it, it only makes you realize that you've been away from characters for a very long time. Yeah, and it kind of just it kind of throws you off at this point. Where if it had been intercut a bit, I feel like, I mean, I feel like the once the building blows up in the Harley. Uh, Blood, uh, blood sport. 
Deadshot, yeah. Dead, yeah dead, uh, when when you're dead sport, you're in the, the Harley polka dot man and, and James West uh, storyline. Like it kind of like like there's too much of them just running from building pieces to building pieces. Yeah. Where if he had been maybe like intercut it with what was going on, like if he had broken up the the peacemaker and flag fight a little bit with them jumping from 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 debris piece to falling debris piece, maybe it wouldn't have seemed as yeah much. Um, yeah, like I feel like I lost interest a little bit at the, and I feel like part of it is because the movie's a little too long. Yeah. And this isn't even this is a false climax at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I the 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 new dumb friends that uh, King Shark makes remind means reminds me of the Muppets that go. Beep, 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 yeah, beep, beep. I might even have a note about that. I, oh yeah, are these fucking Muppet fish? <laughs> <laughs> what are these fucking Muppet fish? Um, I just uh, scrolled the wrong way on my notes. Hashtag um, Milton. At a at a certain point, I think King Shark bites the head off of somebody, but the decapitated head the decapitated head's eyes continue to move. Um, at one point, oh, oh, he... wait, Adam. Um, why I, I saw this today? This actually <laughs> it works out perfectly. Why are the eyes the last part of you to die? Why? Because they dilate. Exactly. Um, <laughs> dilate. Stop that it. joke is brought to you in part by Truly. Truly. Uh, Truly. Not, not, every flavor. not everyone is one flavor. Not something. everyone is one flavor. That's what it was. Um, uh, at one point... That's Harley, not it, but it's something... It's like that. It's something you, you, you aren't only one... Or I don't know. You're, you're not just a flavor. Yeah. You're, you're a beautiful <laughs> butterfly. Uh, um, truly, truly hard seltzer. Your flavor. Yeah, your flavor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, at one point, Harley, Polka Dot Man, and uh, Bloodsport are running up a wet tile floor at an increasingly drastic slope, which seems impractical. Um, we have the... Uh, oh, um, I think the, uh, the culmination of... Um, uh, Rhett Catcher 2 and Blood Sports relationship is when she's trying, she's standing on the car trying to summon the rats and he dives and takes her down before um, Starro does. Um, so I have, I just have a line that says, don't, don't you touch my metaphorical daughter. I gotta um, tell you, I was intrigued to find out that Starro was like a part of this universe and not just like some random fucking thing they made up for this movie. Oh no, it's a it's a legit thing. Um, a lot of this seems to go to this, uh, and I haven't done much research because I guess at this point, if I had to say, like my favorite superhero was probably Batman, but I don't really, you know, I don't do comics and shit. Mm-hmm. But if I had to say, like, um, like which comic company I'm more in line with, it's probably Marvel at this point. But I so but a lot of this goes back to like the new fifty two, which is like a like some like full reboot of the DC universe. Yeah, it's, it's the new fifty two is like within the past. Like I want to say, I don't want to um, say a specific year because I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, let me Google it. Um, 
but I know it's within like the past like ten years. Um, uh, but yeah, it's essentially just like yeah, 2011. Literally the past ten years. The New 52 is a 2011 revamp, revamp and relaunch by DC Comics of its entire line of ongoing monthly superhero comic books. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's literally just uh, uh, it's it's oh we we're gonna take all the characters we know and love, but everything that happened in the past means nothing now because we're just gonna write all these stories. Yeah, because like every time I was looking up a. Uh... Like a, a like a character in this movie on, because when I like uh, for certain things like Marvel or like uh, uh, what's a what's another like like trying to, I can't I'm struggling to find there another another one. wrestling wrestling's another uh, uh, I, I I I search in a specific like like a wrestling wiki Yo, instead of what is that kid hollering at? He doesn't want to come downstairs. He snuck upstairs into. Just let him let him be upstairs if he's quiet. No, he's not good. Okay, he's not he's not good. Get the big ones to watch the little one. Uh, that's exactly what's attempting to be happening right now, and it's this is this is the result of that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like I'll go like specifically like Marvel Wiki instead of Wikipedia. Yeah, and um, DC's Wiki is garbage. It's like you obviously know you're second place to Marvel at this point. Yeah, it's like your wiki is garbage. Um, in reference to like in like it's very obviously at this point that they're second place to Marvel, at least in film and um, TV adaptations. Um, DC has had TV adaptations for forever. I mean, they had Smallville. They've had like Teen Titans. They've had the H. They have had like the the more adult just Titans. Um, they've had Arrow. They've had a bunch of shit like way before Marvel had. But Marvel like, is seriously kicking their ass in the TV department and the well the movie department obviously. Are you going the back? TV department. DC's been in TV since like the sixties. Batman. Yeah. Um, and the, I, the like, I feel Wonder like, Woman. I, I'm curious. I'm curious as to um, when they shot the um, the post credit sequence because I feel like what happened was they were like, "All right, Wandavision did really good. We need to do that." Like I feel like I feel like the news of them making a a, a series came because remember this movie was delayed I believe because of the pandemic. Oh yeah, what? I feel like we were in the pandemic when they were like, "We're gonna make a Peacemaker series." Probably. So maybe they went back and and, and did it because. It doesn't make much sense that he would be alive. No. Aside from the fact that he's John Cena. And the bullet couldn't see him? Yeah, the bullet couldn't see him. Um, why, why, is, why is he crying now? Uh, because he's downstairs. He's just, he's just a miserable, miserable person. Just let him, just let him be upstairs. And, I'm, I'm telling you. 
like it's 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 it, it would not like like we're talking if he's left upstairs there's some devices we might have an air conditioner fall out of a window onto a car like that's the kind of the level of destructiveness that I feel like he's capable of. He's that's, that's that's fine if it means if it means a, a, if it means a coherent podcast. Um, uh, my least favorite. Uh, my least favorite um, in-universe... It's not really in-universe because it's kind of written on the fucking screen. My least favorite title card of the movie is Suicide Squad vs. Star of the Conqueror. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to jump a little bit back real quick. We were just talking about Peacemaker. I, I, I just I just caught... like the, the corner of my eye caught a note we had passed right. Uh, the shot of uh, Flag's heart... When uh, Peacemaker stabs him with the, the the shard of debris, let me. Are you are you gonna say it was very reminiscent of like Fight Club? No, I just thought it was pretty sweet. Oh, because for some reason it reminded me of like I don't know why, but it reminded know, okay, me of Fight Club. There's there's I think like scenes like that. I I can't think of specifically. It's been a while since I've seen Fight Club. Mm. It turns out like. Because I just listened recently to a podcast about Fight Club, and it, it made me realize it's been a good maybe. I might not have seen Fight Club in ten years. Really? Yeah, like it was a very. You know, honestly, dude. Now that you mention it, I don't remember the last time I fucking watched Fight Club. It either. was a very like college era, when very closely. I, I thought you were gonna be like it was a very cold and stormy. April it was a cold and stormy night. night. Yeah, it was a night just like this. Much like tonight. And uh-huh. I watched Fight Club and the next day I said to I said to my friends, I, I watched I watched a movie. It was called Fight Club. And they said, But Zach, Fight Club hasn't been a movie in thirty years. So I was like, oh, this movie. Um stop it. Um, this movie takes a very hard left turn into a kaiju movie. They even see, say kaiju. Uh, Steve H. says kaiju. We got they a kaiju! <laughs> um, um, St- Starro has an armpit vagina. I feel like there's something else in pop culture with an armpit vagina. Um, there's a Daniel Tosh bit where he's talking about, um, he's talking about plastic surgery. He's like, but I want to get like extreme plastic surgery. Like I want to get an arm, I want to get a vagina in my armpit. And he's like, he just like, he's like, I'm just going to show it to my friends and be like, Oh, like, are you ticklish? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that must, that must be what I'm thinking of. Um, get on the satellite fake you fucking dickhead. What does that mean? What, what I, did you say? I, I have a note that says, get on the satellite fake, you fucking dickhead. Get on the satellite fake? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it's It probably made sense when I was typing it, but I think what happened was that it's like typing so fast, because like, when I was watching the movie, I literally took me like probably an extra 45 minutes longer than the movie, because I kept pausing it to take my notes, because I feel like the movie moves very... Like there's a lot of shit very quickly, like quick repetition. It, like, um, it's it's like a weird it's a weird mix because yeah, a lot's happening. There's no real like dead points, but at, at the same time, it drags. Like it, yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, 
I have um, R.I.P. Polkadot Man. Like you said, he's kind of he kind of got like a redemption point. Um, he like he started off kind of resenting what his mother had done to him, um, and then started to to really accept it when he saw the good that it could do. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a like there's some uh, there's I'm trying to think is there just two or is there multiple. Marvel actor crossovers because we have Savant played by Michael Rooker who also plays Yondu. Wasn't well, Idris Elba in Thor? It, yeah, shit, that's right. So we have Michael Rooker who was Savant and Yondu. We have Idris Elba who I can't remember the name of his character in Thor, but then he was in he's this. Like, he's like the gatekeeper character. Yeah, and then we have the guy who plays Polka Dot Man who was also in Ant Man. He was also in another DC movie. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was in Dark Knight. Yeah, he played the um, he played the 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 Joker henchman who had Rachel's name on his uh, name tag. Right. That that um. Uh, He's all over the place. Yeah, he can't be trusted. No. Um. Uh. Thank God that Corto Maltese is 98% rat. That, yeah, like, fuck. I mean, they got a rodent problem. And, and um, thank God they just fucking eat a stark from its eyes out. Like, that's all yeah. very fucked up. Yeah, it's very fucking strange. Um, um, I, I have a note that then they show, um, after the thing's finally dead, uh, they show a news uh, where uh, like a news thing where what's her name, the the rebel leader. Oh yeah, and she's like, oh thank God we're gonna have free elections. Like bitch, <laughs> the story here is not your free elections. Bitch, the story is the kaiju monster that yeah. destroyed half your city. Yeah. Um. Uh, we have the um we have Star of the Conquerors um dying lines as delivered through the general. Um, I was happy floating uh, in space, staring at the stars, um, which um, is kind of sad if you think about it. And yeah, even though the, the screen ran pitch meeting, which was like, "Oh shit, did you make me care about a, the, the monster?" And like, yeah, <laughs> did you care? Make me care about a giant monster with only who only has one line? Like, yep, awesome. Oh, let me ask you a question: when um, Bloodsport says to, to Polka Dot Man, "Do you see who that is?" And he goes, "What?" He goes, "It's your mom." What were you hoping the representation of Starro as his mother? Was? Oh, I, I, I don't know, but I was, I was hoping it was something different from what we got. I was hoping for Starro, but the eye was replaced by the mother's face. Oh, you see, I could, I could get behind that. I thought that would have been good. But I, again, I'm fine with it being yeah. the whole thing with the mother. But still, I would have, I was hoping for. Um, I have a, I have the note that Bloodsport loves Sebastian. Um, he kind he finally kind of overcomes his thing of rats. Um, the song that plays in the plane ride is called 
so busted by culture. That's, I like that song. That's a good song. I added that to my playlist as well. Um, thank Christ, dude. Thank fucking Christ that Weasel pulled through. Um, I love how he runs off. Like how he kind of just like. Yeah, he kind of runs off. He he's very. Um, so when your when your toes point inward, it's called pigeon foot. But when your toes point outward, it's called duck foot. But he's like duck foot to the extreme. Like the way he runs is just so awkward. I like to think my head canon is that Weasel was a person who has recently, within the last year or so, been turned into a weasel. And he's he's still still, kind of adjusting. He's still not comfortable with his body. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, and then we get, that's kind of like a, I guess like a mid credit sequence, if you will. And then we get the post credit sequence of, um, turns out John Cena peacemaker pulled through and the, uh, what's his name? Steve. AG. AG. And the blonde girl who looks very familiar to me now, Alex, but we don't know where we know her from, um, go and I, par- I guess they're going to be like his handlers or something. Is it possible that she lives locally and shops at your Home Depot? Probably. Hopefully. Because she's attractive. Um, oh, speaking of attractive, that's something else I would spend this whole movie trying to figure out. Whether or not the actress who plays Ratcatcher 2 is attractive. And from looking at her IMDb pictures, she is. So, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, what's her name? Gloria Sheila Estefan Daniela <laughs> Melchior <laughs> Gloria Estefan She's attractive um, You heard it here um, Hot takes with Zach and Adam um, Hot takes with Adam Yeah just hot takes with Adam Because Zach is no, I'm Zach, a, is, Zach is I, madly in love With his wife and No one else Wait can I'm gonna play. I'm gonna um, Prior to recording the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna break with tradition, and and speak about uh, an attractive female. Um, prior to uh, recording the podcast tonight, I was popping around on um, Reddit, and I don't know specifically which Reddit uh, I uh, had posted this video. But had someone someone on on my red feed had posted a the uh, the Bengals walk like an Egyptian video, which I had okay. seen before. Um, there's times where like like you'll hear about like oh uh, uh, this this uh, person from 30 years ago they were a sex symbol in their time. You're like I don't know. Like then you see the person. You're like I don't. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, can kind of- I pause you for a second? I remember. Yeah. I remember there was a thing on the chive that was like actors and actresses who were like you know like back in the like back in their heyday were, um, like attractive. And one of them was the woman who played, um, shit. What was her name on Game of Thrones? Um, the Tyrell grandmother. Oh, uh, uh, Elena or something. Elena, yeah. They showed a picture of Elena. I'm like, fuck, dude. Elena was fucking good looking when she was like right. 40 years ago. Well, like, 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 you, but sometimes you see them and you're like, oh, like it just, it must have been a different time. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I had heard about Susanna Hoff from the Bengals being like a sex symbol. I watched the Walk Like an Egyptian video. Go and watch the Walk Like the Egyptian video. Susanna Hoff, if you don't know who she is in the video, she's the third bangle to sing after the – she's the one that sings after the whistling part. Um, She does, like, a little bit of a – like, like there's a section where where she does the walk like an Egyptian. Oh, part. I think I'm I think I'm looking at it right now, like a still of it right now. Definitely right. And she's doing like fucking like cute like fucking do like cute sideways eyes. Yeah, like oh who me? You're t- yeah. Oh, you're you're looking at oh you're looking at me. Oh, that's silly. Like yeah. that. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I get that one." So uh, anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about how the actress who plays, oh yeah yeah um, she's like a model too. she's like a she's like a model she's dirty down for this is, is the, the the chick who plays she's a model uh, she's she's done she like at, at the very least because looking her up to see who she is I've seen like modeling shots like she at least she's at Holy least shit. She was born in fucking 1996. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, she wasn't. She was born in 1987, born... like a normal person was. Daniela Melchior was born on November 1st, 1996 in Almada, Portugal. She's an actress known for The Suicide Squad, Parque Mayer, and Massa Fresca. Uh, see full bio. I'm not going to click on it. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's weird. I've seen pictures of. I'm just looking. On, I'm on uh, the actress's uh, uh, IMDb page right now, and on like you know how like on their picture on their IMDb page, there's always like a picture of them and then like a video that has something to do with them. Yeah. R- the video that has something to do with them is something called "Burning Questions" with the Suicide Squad. And it's a, in in the the still of the thumbnail of the video is Joel Kinnaman, James Gunn, Margot Robbie, and who I'm assuming is the resistance leader who I talked about a second ago. James Gunn is completely white haired. Yeah, like his beard and and hair are completely white. And I feel like when I was watching the special features on HBO Max. His hair was brown, like in the filming, and then like post filming, his hair was white as fuck. No, I feel like his hair's always been like a salt and pepper. No, dude, there's like his picture on IMDb. His hair is like is like brown, just like straight up brown. But the fucking this picture, dude, he's he looks like an old fuck. He looks like Colonel Sanders. Oh, you know what? I'm, I don't know who I was brown. thinking of. But this is not what I thought James Gunn looked like. So I don't yeah. know who I was thinking. Who the fuck was I thinking of? I my gut tells me probably somebody canceled. Probably Sean Gunn, his brother. Right. Sean, Sean Gunn's been canceled because he doesn't know how to swim. Exactly. Um, what did I say earlier? From the demented brother of. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. The beautifully um, demented brother. <laughs> Overall, like, like yeah, I said, cut, cut a half hour off of this movie, and it's a tight and 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 violent and and funny and and interesting movie. 
Yeah. Uh, not to say that the extra half hour that's tacked onto this ruins it, but I do. I did get some fatigue towards this, like the, the third, like the start of the third, uh, the start of the third third of the movie, where yeah. like I wasn't like like I wasn't as engaged, and I feel like it. it like the movie's a little too long. So that when you you uh, finish up with Jokenheim, which builds as a climax because that's the point of why they were there, mm-hmm. and then you have the second climax of then having to fight Starro. Yeah, uh, it's a little too long, so that it feels too much. Like you're ready, like the, when you get done the first climax, you're ready for the movie to be over. Yeah, because you're at the length of the movie that it should be, and then you have to do the whole Star Wars thing. Um, but uh, as we said before, upgrade over the original. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry for the interruption, but let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, had to restart real quick. Uh, I was about to like we were running out of uh, recording time. I was about to talk about like uh, I hope that they can do more with this movie. Unfortunately, I I don't know if it's a sign of the times. I don't know if it's if it's the tie-in with HBO. Uh, but it didn't do great. It it was still the number one movie in the country for the week. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do like. Big me, business. Me and Alex were just talking about. Um, there's a, a few factors that I think are leading up to it. Um, the first one sucked so bad. Right. I think yeah. A lot of people are like, I'm not wasting my time. But here's the second one. But here's the thing. I feel like. I think like, here's the thing. This one has the in front of the title. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Part of the reason I wanted to do this movie, um, it's been on our schedule for a good while. This wasn't just like a a spur of the moment thing. Uh, Was a curiosity factor. Yeah, to see if they like the first one was. The first one was such a such a whatever it was, and and then they they came out with a trailer. That was as equally as cool and cool seeming as the one for the original was. Where I feel like if if we were not covering this movie for the podcast, I still would have watched it in turn in in the mindset of let's see if they could fucking trick me again with the trailer. Yeah. Um we were talking about that, me and Alex were talking about that, where um apparently the issue with the first one was they originally made it like it was it was dark it was a lot darker than it Oh yeah and then the studio fucked with it and the studio fucked with it so like apparently when um I don't remember the name of the guy who did the first one um, I believe it's David Ayers I I think that's correct because I I believe because I I when I watched it the second time I fast forwarded from the um Weasel scene, the the weasel beginning of credit scene. Mm-hmm. I fast forwarded to 
the uh, the peacemaker, peacemaker post credit scene, and I believe I stopped as to start to, to make sure I stopped I like stopped in enough time to start with the beginning of the scene and not miss any of the scene. Stopped when they were doing the special thanks. And they give a special thanks to David Ayer, which was the nice very time. first, the very first special thanks is to David Ayer's. Yeah, and I believe that um, I, I, Alex was saying something where he had seen uh, something that basically, like, when HBO Max released um, the the Snyder cut of, uh, of Justice League, um, like David Ayer had tweeted, like, "How about we release the Ayer cut of?" Squad, so you guys can stop giving me so much shit. Um, uh, where was I getting out with this? Oh, the, the with the box office. Um, we were saying how uh, I think a lot of people were turned off because of how bad the first one was. A lot of people were turned off because it's streaming and you don't have to go out to see it. Right. And of course, with everything that's going on in our fucking lives right now. Uh, now the coronavirus has mutated and has become bulletproof and can now breathe underwater. And it and shoots out little little coronaviruses that latch it onto shoots your out face. little coronaviruses that latch onto your face and control your mind um, in the Delta variant. So I think those like those are the three big contributing factors. Um, apparently, like everything that's been streaming, apparently is like there's been the stories of. Um, Scarlett Johansson is apparently suing Disney over the release. Yeah, of... apparently she was guaranteed that Black Widow would open exclusively in theaters. Yeah. Um, and they released, and Disney released it to premiere access. And, but, apparently... and because of her, the way her her contract is worded, because what what it goes, what it breaks down to, is um, she's. Built into the profit margin of the movie, which is you know the profit margin of the movie is different if it's only released in theaters. Well, or the wording of the the wording of the her contract basically is like you get X amount of box office, yeah, intake. So if they make a hundred million dollars, and she's guaranteed, like let's say. Five percent. That's five million dollars. But mm-hmm. if they make a hundred million dollars and only like fifty million of that is from uh, box office, box office, and uh, fifty million of that is from Disney Plus, she only gets a million dollars. Yeah. So I hope my math is right on that, or I'm going to sound like an idiot. No, it can't be. It's two point. It must be. Wait. So five percent of a hundred. You figure out your percentages. I'll keep talking about the subject. Um, I saw after, um, not long after the the whole Scarlett Johansson suing Disney over the release of that over uh, Black Widow. I saw that also um, Emma Stone was considering um, she, legal action against Disney. She's not though. Umbrella. She's not. No, today they announced they're making Cruella two with Emma Stone. So they oh, must okay. have been like, there must have been like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we'll we'll make we'll give you we'll give you another movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we'll give you more dogs. Don't worry about. It. Yeah, we'll give. You, what if we give you one hundred and two dogs? <laughs> 
That was fucking good. Uh, <laughs> um, Zach, um, uh, if I remember correctly from last week's episode, we are doing the um, we're doing our top five segment uh, before our what are you watching? Um, so for this top five. Um, we decided to do top five ensemble casts, which, which is kind of until a tricky subject. Until I googled it today, I didn't understand fully what that meant. Um, in my mind, ensemble cast was like, oh, dude, there's a bunch of fucking A-listers in this movie. Apparently, that's not the case. But ensemble um, cast to me means it. Like, think about a sitcom. Yeah, where that's exactly how it described it. it was basically like, really. It's like, like the story big... goes elsewhere. Like yeah. there's like it's not which it, it gets tricky because there are ensemble casts where like to me there is a main character. Yeah, some of them some of the ones on my movie, some of the ones on my list, I cut out because I thought about it hard and was, it's an ensemble cast, but I feel like there's a, a solely No, well, no. In cast. my opinion, you can have a main character, quote unquote, but if if Part of the movie, a good part of the movie, goes off into a different story. Like think of it as a sitcom. Like like the like there's usually an A and a B and sometimes even a C plot. Yeah. So there might be a main character, but part of like a portion of the thing is dedicated. Like if you look at um like in this movie, there's no main character. You're all over the place. You're you're talking about a blood sport. You're talking. You're 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 focusing on Peacemaker and Rick Flag at some point. You're talking about Harley at some point. Yeah. Where like if you look at like, uh, what's it? What's a? I'm trying to think of a good example of a like a a, a real like. Look at look at if you look at something we. I don't know why this is the one thing that came to my mind. Uh, if you look at Page Master, something we've covered on podcast, yeah. that movie doesn't skew its focus from Macaulay Culkin's character. Yeah, it's it's all about his journey. So that's not an ensemble. An ensemble cast can, is uh, so. I took that in mind, like so. I I like looking at my my list. Three characters, three movies on my list. I can point to who I would consider the main character, mm-hmm. but I would still say it's an ensemble cast. Yeah. All right. So you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Um, I'm hosting, so you go first. All right. So uh, I went with my top eleven uh, because evidently it's not not just just kidding, Adam. <laughs> just playing with. Yeah, uh, I I'm stuck not, to a I top five. I've I've done top six for the past two weeks. So I decided to double that. <laughs> no, I, I went top five. I did have I did my my preliminary list had ten movies on it. I could have done a true double list if I wanted to. But what I went with was uh Contagion. Okay. I've never seen it. Uh the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Again, has a main character. Royal Tenenbaum is the main character of that movie. I feel like, but it's it's more like what you're also looking at, like Owen Wilson's character. No, uh, uh, Luke Wilson's more. Yeah. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character. You can't have a sip of this. That's booze in it. Get away. Uh, 
Clue give him a sip. is just, just just give him a sip. No one's gonna care. Did you give him a sip? For legal reasons, no. <laughs> um, uh, so you uh, so we're, we're royal tenant bombs. Uh, number three is Clue. Okay. Number four, Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. And number five, 12 Angry Men. All right. Now, Wet, Wet Hot American Summer and 12 Angry Men, both movies, I feel like there is a main character. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's more of like you, like the, the cast as a whole. Um, what do you So my, my top five list, um, right off the bat, two movies that Zach has on his list. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer and The World Tenant Bombs. Agreed. There's very clearly a main character of both of those movies, but the whole cast um, together make those movies. Um, mm-hmm. I also have uh, Knives Out. I just recently watched Knives oh, Out. I, Knives Out was, was like not on my even like secondary list, but close. Like That's yeah. a good... Um, Knives Out, I, I just recently rewatched it, like, within the past week. Um, I, let me tell you, I, I'm excited for, because there's a, they signed a deal cool. to do, Netflix signed a deal to do, like, two more mm-hmm. with, um, Daniel Craig. Um, so I'm very excited to see what comes from there. Um, I also have Breakfast Club. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Uh, when you're done, I'm gonna real quick give the other my other five just because. And then okay, I, I see what you got. Um, my number five, um, number five, uh, not number five on my list. Just the fifth movie I have on my list is Pulp Fiction. Um, it, that that was not on my list, but also it came to mind. I wanted to mention. Me and Zach discussed off air a little bit. Um, I had a runner up because it was a friend of the podcast was Clue. Um. Then Zach said, "I'm I'm 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 curious if it was if it was the same thing on Zach's list, and it was. Um, I uh, I don't get me wrong. I love Clue. I mean, we covered it. It was our first live watch. But if if you present me with Wet Hot American Summer, Royal Tenenbaums, Knives Out, Breakfast Club, or Pulp Fiction, I'm gonna watch every one of those movies over Clue. Um, but Zach, you, had, you what were your what were your other ones that you cut out? Um, uh, just real quick, uh, Days and Confused. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Uh, Breakfast Club. Uh, Best in Show. Oh shit, dude! And pretty much anything by Christopher Guest, really. Um, The Departed. A Departed was a Departed was cut from my list. And Virgin Suicides. Oh, I didn't even think about Virgin Suicide. Which, um, which I, it only came to mind because last or next week's top five list has been changed from the original idea, which was oh, yeah, that's right. Next week's. Uh, if, Adam, if you want to tell them real quick, we'll, no, we're not even there yet. I'll hold that. I'll come back to it. Remind me yeah. to come back to it. Just hold on, dude. Um, but the departed was also departed was cut from my list, um, and um, I had to go o- Ocean's Eleven. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good Ocean's one. Eleven. I mean, the the lists I were looking at online were like it was like Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Eight. I'm like the only one of those that matters is Ocean's Eleven. Um, Adam, women's lives matter too. They do, but I'm sure that that movie was trash. 
Um, I don't. I don't know. To be honest with you, one way or the other. Hey Zach, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What did you been watching this week besides? Uh, what movie did you just cover the Suicide Squad? Uh, for Family Movie Night, uh, we watched Ender's Game. Okay. Which uh, was a book I was assigned to read in high school, freshman year in high school. I think I read uh, half of it. Uh, the movie was fine. Ender's Game uh, fell into that um, when Hollywood was trying to Hollywood is trying to adapt every young adult fiction. Right. They yeah. Could. Um, by the way, I saw uh, I was I was reading a uh, list of like oh my fucking god, which one is uh, that? Is that Amelia? That's Amelia. Just literally running from room to room, yelling. Um, I'm like, uh, uh, just pick her up. The only thing I've ever seen that makes the kid stop crying is you picking her up. I, I'm, I'm holding her right now, and this is what she does. Shaking her head and smacking me in the face. Um, I read a, uh, I, I, a like I, it was like a list of like uh, tweets and and Reddit comments and things to make you feel old. And one of them was like, uh, someone's like, I just found a young adult novel that the premise was somebody going through their father's twenty year old live journal to find out facts about their mother who had died. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, so, like, um, what was the premise of, of why were we talking about that end of the game? Uh, uh, I was saying, cause, and you said, um, I, I was saying, Ender's game is part of that, um, like, spawned from. Uh, she wants mommy, dude. Send her to the hospital. Yeah, tell me about it. Send her to mommy. Um, that sounds ominous. Like fucking send her to the hospital. She wants hospital. If she wants um, mommy. Fucking send her to the hospital. At, at this point, yes. Um, we know. I was saying how Ender's Game was part of after the Hunger Games. Um, the success. Oh, of right, the Games, young, Hollywood the young was buying up thing, every yeah. young adult fiction. Right. Um, Ender's Game was fine. Uh, I knew the twist, having not read the book fully. I still knew the twist. Um. Harrison Ford is in it, very gruff with children. So and Harrison that. Ford, Ben Kingsley? Yeah. Ben Kingsley uh, with a fuck ton of tattoos? Uh, I was saying for last because I felt that we could transition into your what are you watching, but I, I realized there's something else I wanted to say for last, but I watched uh, Marvel's What If dot 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 question mark on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, not strong out the gate. Um, what if is also on my list? And I'll yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say it for last, so I would yeah. then transition to your. But there's something else I wanted to say for last. Um, it it doesn't do a good enough job of diving into the way the universe would have changed. Like yeah. in the first episode, uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, skip ahead a minute or two. Uh, Peggy Carter becomes basically Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. Um, Steve Rogers then becomes basically Iron Man. Yeah, I said to Zach, I have I have an issue with the fact that... Um... You know what? I'm fine with it, but if, if you're going to... Because 
Adam's issue is that they made they basically made Steve Rogers Iron Man because then um, Howard Stark makes the Iron Man suit basically for Steve. But what my problem with it is is that in the course of the episode, Bucky being captured by Hydra and then being made into the Winter Soldier is averted. So there is no Winter Soldier, which if you follow the Marvel timeline, then means Bucky's not the Winter Soldier who then kills Howard Stark. Yeah. Which means, which means Tony Stark doesn't have the same issues he has that makes him the person he is that leads him to the deserts of Afghanistan or wherever it is yeah. to become Iron Man. So basically, then, there is no Iron Man. Uh, Steve is Iron Man, basically. And instead of exploring that, they basically just retread the entire plot of, of Captain Marvel, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, just with a woman in the main plot. Yeah, the issue the issue that I had is that, um, like they make Peggy, they make Peggy the hero. Like they, the if, if you remember in um, in the first Avenger. That um, there's like a a, a a Hydra agent at the, the the thing where they inject Steve Rogers. Um, basically, that explosion happens beforehand instead of afterwards. Um, so they uh, Peggy in a moment of the panic goes like, you know, this is our last shot, and gets into the thing that it, that you know gives her the super soldier serum. Um, so you're basically basically what it does is it it gives the it gives the woman the moment of power where she's the hero she's the one she's the strong one she's the one who's gonna save the day and then immediately pull the rug out from under and go just kidding the guy actually has the Iron Man cop, the Iron Man suit. so he's but, the real and, and, I mean, right but at the end of the day it's still her that makes the ultimate sacrifice like, it still uh, bummed me out yeah like, I mean, they, they, they they had the opportunity like so there's an episode of podcast where Kevin Smith is talking about what they should do is all the comic book companies should take all of their major characters and then release those major characters in every single race. So basically, like, you have Batman. You have Black Batman. You have Asian Batman. You have Spanish Batman. You have every single denomination or whatever of Batman. They had that opportunity to go, we're going to take one of our biggest heroes and we're going to swap it and, and give the girl... Give the girl the power, and then immediately they took it. They took it away from them. I like, see. They, I, they I, have I, the opportunity to. They have the opportunity for a little girl to see Agent Carter and go, "That's what I want to be when I grow up." See, I and feel like immediately they took still, it out from under her and said, "Don't worry, sweetie. The man I, will save the day. Get back in the kitchen." Because I don't feel like Steve Rogers saves the day. She still does the. The saving of the day. My problem's not with how they they under. Oh, all right. So maybe he doesn't save the day, but it's basically saying that she can't do it on her own. But Steve doesn't do it on his own either. He has he has the the uh, whatever they're called. 
whatever that group of with the guy with the mustache. That uh, like, Jeff. Jeff, whatever Jeff said. Like he has he he has a group too. Like it's as which I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But my biggest problem is that like this this series is almost immediately like like has no purpose. Like for instance, I'm fully expecting next week because next week's episode is what if Yandu. Uh, uh, oh yeah! What if Yandu picked up T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? Uh, so, uh, after this episode, literally all I'm expecting is a retread of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, except uh, Peter Quill says Umbambe a bunch more. Like, oh, he does the, say that a lot. What I'm curious about is the third episode. Did you see what the third episode is? No. The third episode's premise is: What if Loki came to Earth? Diplomatically instead of aggressively. Oh, interesting. Another another one I'm interested in is um, there's a there's a still if you go onto Disney Plus and you go to the the page of What If, there's a still you can see of what appears to be Gamora wearing Thanos's armor. That one also seems interesting. I've already seen a picture of Gamora with like a blonde wig connected to next week's episode. Oh, then I'm so, all kinds of confused. So I'm wondering if that ties into that. But like after this episode where they had an opportunity to completely alter, like really the thing they should have been focusing on in this episode is if Peggy Carter becomes Captain America, there's no Iron Man. Yeah, and what does that mean? But well, they literally don't focus on that at all. Scenario: There is still is an Iron Man, right? He's but he died seventy years. He, he, he died, like he, he like he was invented seventy years ago. He's not around anymore. Yeah. So, like, I guess the only logical, like, then, like, if there was still an Iron Man, then Tony took over from Steve would be the. But we don't see any of that. All we see is uh, Jeremy Renner coming back for, like, that's another thing. It's very strange who they were able to get back for their roles and who they weren't. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Haley Atwell for Peggy Carter or whatever. Is that her name, right? Peggy Carter, yeah. Um, I just make up that actress's name. But not Chris Evans. But they were also able to get uh, uh, they were able to get uh, Jeremy Renner for literally one line. They got Sebastian Stan back. They got like it's very strange as to who's who's under contract for what. I like it's, it's. I'll be interested to see how it plays out over the course of the rest of the. Yeah. Um, um, sadly, overall, sadly, like the rest of the not like the rest of the Marvel um, things. I don't think what if it's going to be destination television for me. Um, I think I might wait until a couple episodes have banked up and just binge through them really quickly. I mean, um, I'm left alone with my wife at work enough that I'm probably going to watch it like weekly, but I'm not like, it's not like, oh shit, like, am I going to stay up until 3 a.m. to see the next episode of What If? Yeah. Um, but my last What Are You Watching, which is the thing I decided to save, look, I, you and me have talked about this already. Um, 
the other night, it was like midnight, and we had been watching whatever on TV. I think it was Sunday. It was Sunday. We watched whatever on TV, and uh, Becky was like, you want to put a documentary on? Like, cause we, like that's basically our go-to. Oh, yeah, you, you, you were about this. Um, she gave me a list of three documentaries, none of which seemed particularly interesting to me. But whatever, I'm just trying. To, like, literally, sometimes I'm trying to just put something on that she'll be interested in, so that she'll pay attention a little bit, but then get a little sleepy and then go to bed, and I can do my puzzle. That's basically my my. Um, so she's like, I would watch any of these three documentaries. Only one of the documentaries was available on any of the streaming services that we had. <laughs> and I wasn't in the mood to like track down a, a, a pirate copy. So I was like, all right, we'll watch this. And the, the documentary was called Gleason. And the gist was a uh, recently retired. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Get a retired what? A recently retired NFL player finds out he has ALS. Uh, Which Garrett's is Luke Gehrig's disease. disease, right? Yes, yeah, right. Um, and then very shortly afterwards, finds out that his wife is pregnant with their first kid. So he starts to make a video diary for the kid as he start as he slowly. Well, Ed, really, not so slowly, deteriorating, de- deteriorating due to his illness. Um, it was one of the most heart-wrenching, emotionally devastating documentaries I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, again, we started watching this at like midnight. I said to Becky, I was like, what the fuck did you have us put on? We're about to go to bed, and now I'm sitting here. I, 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 I'm not kidding. Like the last two thirds of the movie, I was fucking like sobbing. It is when such you, a. I could when you just said heart wrenching. I could hear it in your voice that you were your voice broke a little bit. Like you were dude, thinking about it. Yeah, this it 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 it's especially if you're if you have children, and like just like. There's fucking scenes of him, because as he he like progresses with his illness, he's he's wheelchair bound. His speech is getting worse. He can't function as well. And this kid, like he has this kid who's like like sitting on his lap, and he's like wheeling him around. Like there's scenes of him like running around the house in his wheelchair with his kid, and the kid's laughing. You're like, fucking, this is probably the the like the closest and most interactive that he's ever going to be able to be with his son and he seems he seems like the fucking nicest guy yeah the wife by the way if you if you watch this if you watch this listening to me talk about it tech, uh, tweet the show and tell me what you think's going on with the wife so I think the wife's up to some shit. <laughs> but like at the same time you kind of can't blame her um yeah Adam, Adam uh, aside Marvel what if dot 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 question mark what are you watching um I'm watching two things um 
actually, I'm watching a lot more, but I'm going to save two of them. Yeah. Let's kill them. I'm going to save two of them for next week because they're kind of a pair, a pair duo. Um, uh, recommended by Zach, I watched Sorry to Bother You. Fucking bananas. Uh, bananas! Like, so fucking weird. Like, you texted me at one point, you texted me at one point, like, oh, I love his rap song. I was like, text me again in, like, ten minutes. Yeah, like, it's so, it goes, it's, it takes such a hard left turn so quickly, it's nonsense that it fucking, it's amazing. Just fucking go watch it. Um, I've recommended it to both Matt and Alex. I was like, you guys need to watch this just so you can tell me how fucking crazy this movie is. Like, we had a good conversation about what it means for the black experience that we don't understand. Yeah. And then it just I'm, goes like, crazy. Like, I'm, like I'm, I, I guarantee you, I am in, as a, as a middle class, straight, white, Anglo-Saxon male, I have no real understanding of what this movie is trying to say. Yeah. Like I, I, I kinda get it. Like we were we were talking about it. I kinda like I, I can I like I have like the blueprint, but like I don't have the you know the brick and mortar. Yeah so you got the blueprint. You just don't have the materials to build put the building together. Um so yeah, sorry to bother you was I remember seeing a trailer for it when it first came out and going like, oh, that looks re- that looks interesting. I want to see that. And I just watched it now, and I wish I had watched it when it first came out because it's fucking crazy. Um, the second thing I watched, um, kind of topical, it is... Give me two seconds. It One. is... Um, directed by Adam Mason, produced by... Um, Produced by Michael Bay is uh, the movie Songbird. Oh, right. You, you had mentioned this to me as well. Um, it's, essentially, it's essentially COVID the movie. Um, it's Zach asked me how it was, and I the only way I can describe it is a, a wrestling term that I'm familiar with is cheap heat. Um, they took a they took a you know a hot a hot topic and they they made the worst version of it. And they put it on film. It's basically like used attractive young actors to do so. For um, for for non uh, wrestling uh, people, uh, cheap heat. For, uh, a very basic example of cheap heat is if you're you're wrestling in Los Angeles, uh, going out in front of the crowd and being like, "Oh man, I'm glad I don't suck like the Lakers do." Yeah, that's that's cheap heat. Yeah, it's like, like the bad guy walks down the ramp to the ring and like shoves an old lady in a wheelchair to the ground. Like, right. it's, it's you take a kid's sign and rip it in half. That's yeah. It's 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 the the I, I imagine like Michael Bay was sitting in his office, and well, not Matt, Michael Bay, Adam Mason, because he wrote and directed it. I imagine he was sitting in his office and went, man. If I could just turn what's happening in the world right now to the 47,000th degree and put KJ Appa as the star, then I could probably make a fucking movie out of it. I mean, I um, can't I can't shit too much on that concept because 
if, if I mean, the pandemic has done three things for me. First off, I had a baby in the pandemic. Second off, we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then third, I've been trying to find a vehicle for KJ Appa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. So I, I commiserate. Like, you're like, I need to put KJ Appa in something. It just seems a little, it seems a little weird. Like, what was, what was the first movie about 9-11 to come out? Was it World Trade Center? Uh, that sounds about right. Maybe, maybe United 93? All right, so World Trade Center came out in 2006. United 93 came out also 2006. So we're talking five years removed right. from the tragedy. Adam, Adam, to accurately place these movies within 2006, which one happened during Shark Week? Uh, United 93. <laughs> um, uh, so before before you before we get too far away from it, can is there anyone that you can readily pull from your consciousness that is more? In the uh, group of celebrity past our time frame, than KJ Apa, like, is there a celebrity where like you're so detached from, where like you know who they are, but like you have no connection to anything? I I I do have a connection to something. My wife watches Riverdale. No, sorry. I, I don't know you know who's a bridge? You know who's kind of like in between? Um, it's, they're kind of like the missing link. Or the... Um, uh, did, I ever, did I ever tell you my uh, my theory on chips, on the missing link in chips? No. You have a regular potato chip and you have a Pringle... Or like a baked leg, they're kind of similar in the in mm-hmm. the same thing. The missing link is a muncho. Oh, I love munchos, dude. They're the missing link. They're the middle. Uh, the middle. Um, I while while you've been talking about potato chips, I've been looking up other things that reference nine eleven. Um, <laughs> Ladder forty nine and Rescue Me. Both came out in two thousand four. Oh, we saw Ladder Forty Nine in the movie theater. I don't know if you were. We there. did. Um, so we'll, we'll go with the earliest iterate. And like Ladder Ladder Forty Nine and Rescue Me aren't entirely about. Oh, was the Ladder Forty Nine like kind of like a, like um? They use it like, as a backdrop. Like, but was it kind of like a twist at the end? Of the week? Or like, well, do we go into Ladder Forty Nine knowing it was nine eleven? No. No, you don't go into the ladder forty nine knowing it was nine eleven. So it was kind um, of like, what's that movie with Robert Pattinson? Oh, uh, remember like, me? Yeah, where like it turns out, oops, never mind, it's nine eleven. Yeah, why is that? The, why is oops, the, oops, never mind, it's nine eleven? Why is it a genre of movie? Yeah, I don't know. That came out in two thousand ten, by the way. So, and so we're talking uh, like. The, the earliest iteration of something using that tragedy as a backdrop is 2004. We're talking about using something in the of a, as a backdrop that happened nine months ago. 
or and is still currently happening. Um, so Songbird, it, Songbird is definitely, um, definitely just capitalizing on, like as I said, the cheap heat of of COVID. Um, you know what's another one that seems quick? Uh, not nine eleven related. Um, Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. How quick after uh, Osama bin Laden was killed did that come out? Well, let me see. Zero, Obama, uh, bin Laden was killed in 2010, and Zero Dark Thirty was 2012. That's that's actually longer than I thought it was, to be honest with you. Yeah. It seemed like... Uh, if, if it, I, I was expecting 2011 when you said yeah, like it's like um, Songbird on the whole just kind of seems like it's um, it's 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 if 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 COVID never happened and this was an outbreak movie, it wouldn't it wouldn't be good. Um, like uh, Zach had Zach had Contagion on his uh his ensemble cast list or you know outbreak. Or, um, what's the one with Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow's in Contagion. Huh? Gwyneth Paltrow is in Contagion. Oh, they're not Gwyneth Paltrow. There's you another need, one that's not... You need to watch Contagion. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, no, I, I've, I've seen Contagion. I'm thinking Side Effects with Channing Tatum. Um, it's the same principle. Um... It's it, uh, uh, if you put Songbird without COVID nineteen happening um, up, up against other pandemic movies, it doesn't compare. But because what's the movie is basically like, I'm pretty sure in the trailer it says something like, "Oh, the COVID thirty seven strand" or whatever the fuck it says, something stupid. Um, well, that would be. 18 strands beyond what we are, so it's almost futuristic. Exactly. Um, almost dystopian, if you would say. Um, yeah, if, 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 the, if the COVID pandemic never happened, Songbird would be a, a super a blow-par movie, but I'm sure the only reason why the only reason why I watched it, the only reason why I'm sure a lot of people watched it is because it's it's specifically it's it's exactly it's it it was it was capturing a moment of exactly what's happening in the world and just capitalizing on it. Which honestly, if you think about it in a way is kind of kind of grotesque, you know? Uh, uh yeah, I, it, it's a See, there's there's ways of doing it where it's not, but I feel yes. like yeah, this is this I feel like it. like I, I, I don't need to see the I don't need to it. see the movie to know that with Michael Bay's name attached to it that that's what it is. Yeah, there's there's definitely ways to do it. Like we talked about um, United ninety three or World Trade Center. They told the story of of heroes from. A terrible, a terrible, terrible incident. Songbird, Songbird is not that. At all. Songbird is is a legitimately, it's a hundred percent just capitalizing on the. Like I said before, the best way to describe it is cheeky. It's the bad guy 
it's the bad guy coming down the ramp and wrestling and tearing the little kid's sign. It's. I think it's the word just, we're looking for here is exploitive. There you go. Perfect. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's exploitive. Um, I will say the one redeeming quality of Songbird is the main actress is attractive. Um, another redeeming quality of Soundbird is that KJ Abba is attractive. Um, but that's really about it. Oh, I lied. Um, Peter Stormare. From uh, Fargo. He's in Fargo. Played the devil in Constantine. And he's Um, also in John Wick. Which I only know because I saw a commercial. Which I think I'm going to get into the John Wick movies. I think I'm going to take a dive. Dude, I've been meaning to get in. Do you want to get into the John Wick 2? Stop. There's four of them, aren't there? Three. There's three. Are they are they coming out with the fourth? Yeah, mine. Well, let's wait until they come out with the fourth, and then we'll do a month of John Wick. Because I too have been meaning to get into the John Wick movies. John Wick Chapter Four comes out in 2022. John Wick January. Well, I don't know when it comes out. It's coming out in May. We can't. John, John, John Wick June. John Wick June. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Peter uh, Peter Stormare is in it, and anything I'll <laughs> I'll give in I'll I'll give anything Peter Stormare uh, does a watch because I enjoy Peter Stormare. Uh, I enjoy his performances. Um, you have to know underneath uh, my list of Bummer Movie Club Two, Usher Boogaloo, I'm putting John McTune. John McTune. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a good one. Um, Hopefully, I don't know. I, supposedly, they're awesome. I've never seen a second of any of them. I don't. I but USA is playing all three of them over I the don't course see, of like the weekend. I, I saw Peter see, Stormer. I don't see you enjoying John Wick movies because, from what it sounds like, they're very like heavily action driven movies, and you're not that type of person. You don't. But I like it. I like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that's true. Who doesn't love Keanu Reeves? Oh. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, I recently just rewatched The Matrix and Matrix Reloaded, and I'm and very soon going to rewatch Reloaded because I haven't seen Reloaded in fuck fifteen years probably. <laughs> um, um, and evidently the fourth one's coming out. It was originally supposed to come out in December. I don't know if it's still supposed to. We, we didn't even. We didn't even. We had even at some point, uh, probably uh, considered doing a Matrix. December. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, because it was because it's it's part of it's supposed to be part of the uh, the Warner Brothers uh, HBO Max eight, Warner Bros thing. Um, next week, before we touch on next week, I want, like would you say when um, you're going to tell what next week is? Uh, originally, because we've gotten into uh, I I think we've decided that. Um, Whoever's hosting comes up with the top five, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's on me to come up with the top five next week. I had originally taken Adam's suggestion uh, to uh, do uh, books, uh, movies where we have read the book and the movie. Um. And one of those movies I included on my short list 
for best ensemble cast partially because of that uh, because we, we've moved I, I've moved on to a different suggestion from actually from our guest next week we're gonna have a guest uh, but one of the movies that would have been on my top five books movies that you've read the book of and seen the movie of uh, virgin suicides is also mm-hmm. in my ensemble top 10. I always forget that The Virgin Suicides was a book. Uh, Fight Club probably would have been on there. Um, I had already started making my top five movies that were also books. Um, Fight Club was definitely on mine. Uh, Big Fish. Oh, fuck. I I never read Big Fish. I read read Big Fish. Both would have been on on mine. Yeah. uh, but next week, Adam, what are we doing, and who's our guest? Um, so next week, we are covering what I've referred to on the podcast multiple times as my favorite movie, which is High Fidelity, um, starring John Cusack and Jack Black. Um, Patricia Arquette? No. No. Not her. Looks very much like her. Um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Joe Cusack's um, in it. Uh, uh, Tim Robbins is in it. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, I'm, I'm bringing it up right now to see who plays Laura. Kevin um, Jones. So, yeah, oh, so it's, we're, it's some Scandinavian name. Order. The one who plays um, Laura. Bjork. It's Bjork, yes. Eben. Oh, fuck, dude. I B E N. Is the first name H J E J L E is the second name is the last name. Don't know how the fuck to pronounce that. But yeah, so next week we're Brianna we're Smith. What? Brianna Smith. Brianna Smith. I, I speak I speak Swedish. Yeah. Next week we are covering uh, high fidelity, and um, the movie is about a guy who owns a record store. So we thought no better person to have on the podcast than our own brother, Paul, who, for a living, partially sells records. Not in a, not in a brick and mortar store online. Um, check out covertvinyl.com. Um, but uh, we're going to have our brother Paul on next week for um, what I consider to be my favorite movie, High Fidelity. I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know this was your favorite movie. Uh, it makes me want to uh, figure out what my favorite movie is so that we can plug that into some spot. Because yeah. if you get it, to do it, your it, favorite movie. I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit it, but I couldn't tell you the last time I watched this movie. Me neither. I, I, I was, like, it's been long enough for me that I don't remember. Like, I had, like, the other day I referenced, we were, we were talking through text message about how I, I had ideas for intros already without even having watched the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And I referenced a thing for an intro for, for Paul, which I think I'm abandoning. I think I, I'm, I think I know what everybody's intro is. And it doesn't include the one I had, had first suggested. And Adam didn't get the reference. Because it's it had been long enough. Oh yeah, I remember. I said I'm, I'm ashamed to say, but it's been so long that I don't remember what the fuck you're talking about. 
Um, I think I think I know Paul's. I'm pretty sure I know yours. I just have to nail down mine. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I'm because that's the thing. Like a little inside baseball for everybody listening. Whoever is hosting, you know, comes up with the intros. Um. So that's it's it's a little bit of extra homework every every other week. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking for. I love this movie. They made a Hulu series about it. I watched an episode of it. I think I think one episode. Oh, I watched the whole. I was very upset because I watched the whole first season, and apparently they they're not making a second season. Uh, did it leave enough? Did it leave open space for another season that would have been interesting? Um, I think so. Yeah. Really, because because here's the problem. It's a beloved enough movie for me where if they were to make a Hulu series of it, which they did, and they were like, we're just going to make one season and it's just going to be a female, like a, a gender reverse ap- adaptation, that's what I would have been more. Oh, oh, Zach, Zach. What? Can we talk about a gender swapped adaptation real quick? We can talk about whatever you want, buddy. I love. Guess I love you. Guess who's coming? Guess who's coming to Netflix? What? They're making a gender swap version of "She's All That." Oh, I know. I heard that. He's all that. I don't think they're white either. Huh? I don't think they're white either. Oh no, they're both white. I'm pretty sure. Oh, are they? Them. Yeah, they're, they're both white as shit. Oh, um, uh, by the way, and, and so here's the thing: Rachel Lee Cook is in it. But I don't think Rachel Lee Cook plays the character she played in the in She's All That. What? I think she's just in it as like the girl's mom. And Matthew Lillard is also in it, but I don't think he plays the same character he played. I think he's just in it because they were like, "Hey, Matthew Lillard was in the first one. Let's see if we'll fucking agree to this one." Um, this is uh, if you could see my face, uh, you could make a meme of it where it's like that. That face you make when you find out Matthew Willard was in She's All That. You didn't know he's in She's All That? No, I've never seen it. You never seen She's All That? No, I'm not a um not oh, I'm not a thirty two year old girl. Sorry to, to our listeners. Sorry to Paul. Next week we're covering She's All That. Uh, oh, by the way, High Fidelity appears to be for the time being, because who the fuck knows with HBO Max. High fidelity is on HBO Max. Currently. Oh shit, is it? Currently. That's awesome. We'll, we'll probably... find out. We'll find out in three days when I go to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably I... gonna watch it very soon because I love this movie. And it's like I fucking love. I re- again, it's one of those movies you, you read the book. Like I, I, I I'm I, sure I, I'll bring it up next week. But in my um, uh. High school uh, public speaking class. We need to do a monologue from a like a like a some sort of uh, public medium. Uh, and I did the, the I believe the book monologue where he describes his top five ex girlfriends. Um, I, I love High Fidelity. It's it's, I, yeah. it's 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 probably when it comes down to it, it might be my favorite Cusack. Yeah. Honestly, to be, if I'm being completely honest, I have, um, 
I have a movie that I'm currently watching to make my um, make my what are you watching next week. I'm probably gonna finish that tonight, and then I might watch the movie and watch the Hulu series before next week's podcast. Uh, I'll probably wait until uh, later in the week. My wife works uh, the work schedule. Yeah. Um, I'll probably wait till she she's actually off a big chunk of this week, so probably not till late in the week. But um, I'm gonna I I'm probably gonna spend more time knowing what um, uh, knowing because uh, I, I as I had said I had an idea in mind based on a suggestion from you, and it's been changed to a different suggestion based on Paul's suggestion. Mm-hmm. What the top five is? I'm probably gonna spend more of my week worried about that, yeah, than uh, than uh, the actual movie. But Adam, if you want to do your little feel, uh, I think we, I feel like we went way longer on the post show. Yeah, than we're we're the almost movie. In, we're almost in an hour on the post show. Yeah, um, post movie. But, it's um, still a show. Yeah, it's still a show. Um, guys, follow us on the Twitter at um, at Summer Movie Clue C L U, and then the oh, number one. Adam, mention. I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm already going to mention it. Don't worry, I got you. Um, so follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter, like Summer Movie C L U, and then number one. Um, let us know your favorite ensemble cast. Let us know um, what you thought. Compared to the old Suicide Squad to the new Suicide Squad. Um, and very, very um, excited to announce um, Zach has uh, been promoted within the company to Senior Vice President of Social Media Relations. Not only does he handle the Twitter, but Zach started an Instagram for us. Um, so follow us at Summer Movie Club. Proper spelling, none of that bullshit Twitter stuff. Yeah, Follow there's no CLU one. It's the Summer Movie Club. Yeah, it's just Summer Movie Club. Um, Zach has some uh, some pretty awesome ideas for what he's going to be posting on the Instagram. So definitely give that a check out. Um, it's so far what he's he showed me that he's going to post. It I've. I've I've been laughing hysterically for like a week because of the shit he's been showing me. Um, so follow us on Twitter, Summer Movie CLU, and then number one, follow us on Instagram at Summer Movie Club. Everybody, be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another. I drove past a church today that had a marquee that made me laugh hysterically. It said, "Be positive, test negative, and be safe." So everybody out there. We'll see you next week. Zach, if you got nothing else, we'll see you next week for High Fidelity with our with our brother Paul. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Mean it. <laughs>